Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Talking Jays. I am Jose New York. With me, I have a very special guest. She is the voice of Cecilia Littlewing on Zone Sama on Twitch. She also has her own channel called Kiatarina. I am so glad to have this wonderful guest. She is outspoken, wonderful to get to know. I absolutely love her channel, and I think you will too. Kiatarina, welcome to Talking Jays. You deserve a round of applause. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm good. Um, I just ate some McDonald's because I was like, I need my brain to have fuel today. And it's not the best type of fuel, but it made me happy. So I, you know, got my, got my little nuggets, got my fries. We're good today. <laughs> Did they at least give you a little toy to go along with it? No. Why don't they just give us toys? They should. What, what, would, what would be the idyllic toy to give an adult if they were to make an adult happy meal? Um, like a fun little shot glass that has like, you know, fun characters on it. <laughs> I'll remember, take a Minions shot glass, you know, like, fuck it, whatever. It's fun. Remember when they actually did that, when they used to sell glasses at McDonald's? I have, I have so many of those like Coca-Cola bottle glasses. Like the, I have, I have too many. I've tried to get rid of them and they just somehow keep coming back. <laughs> but I do have, I do have like too many of those. So yes, I do remember my grandmother still has a Batman Forever uh, <gasps> glass. I think it's no of the way. Riddler. She still has the glass in her in her like everyday use. I maybe, love that. Maybe someday I'll run off with. <laughs> I went. I went out of my way and saw. I think it was Taco Bell. Okay, this is me liking old shit, right? So, oh, sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I have to stop you. Um, so I like old shit. And I saw one day on, um, I think it was one of the commercials that we watched from like the 80s that they mm-hmm. sold like a set of 12 cups that was like the 12, like whatever's of Christmas. And I saw one that was like the the eight maids of milking. And I was like, I have to own that cup specifically. Found it on eBay. It was like $20. I was like, I don't care. I need to have this. I do have that one now. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'll find some things like that. I'm like, I'm into it. I'm buying it. It's so coming. that leads me to my first question with you. What is it about nostalgia that you seem to, that, that draws your attention? Because with Pat the NES Punk, what first drew me was the, 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 the do commercials of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. And what steered me towards your channel that I absolutely love is this, this love for nostalgia. You go over, you know, old game shows, which is like The Price is Right. Yes, it was Strike, was what's it called? Strike It, I think. Strike It, it was- Lucky. Strike it lucky, you do um, Family Feud and other other game shows. But what is it about nostalgia that you think people crave or that you, what specifically that you seem to love about it? Um, so specifically for me, like I have some, so I was born in 87, so I'm almost 35 years old. Um, I have some nostalgia for like 90s things, but I don't like find it particularly interesting because I've already lived it you know what I mean like Mm. I've seen every cartoon in the 90s I've seen a lot of 90s movies I've I've had the products and like in my heart it's like yeah that's nice like I remember those things that's cool but like the things that I'm most interested personally is like I love the 80s I my heart 
if I could, if I could be 20 years old in any decade, God, I wish it was the eighties because everything about it that I've witnessed, I'm just like, just seems so fun. Like technology was new. Um, music was great. Like there was just a lot of stuff happening then that like, when I look back on it, I'm like, it's just so fucking cool that I don't feel that way about the nineties. So for me, the interest in uh, this like whole nostalgia thing is like one, I'm exploring a decade that I don't really know too. I mean, I know now, but like when I started this whole thing, I was like, I literally, um, I literally like don't watch movies or anything like that. And now I've seen like every like quintessential 80s movie um, because I was like, well, you know, I these are things that people reference all the time that I don't understand. And like from there, now I'm like watching movies that like some guy made in his like basement with like a thousand dollars, but it was made in the 80s. So like I'm suddenly interested in it, you know, like um, so I think it's more not necessarily like a thing about nostalgia with the era that like I'm into but um it's just it's just like a weird obsession at this point <laughs> so I was born in 82 so I can definitely see where you where you what you're talking about because sometimes I look back at commercials and things like that and I'm like I feel like there was a time where people just say you know what although people make fun of this they would just do a, a line of cocaine and go okay I got an idea for a tv show we're going to yeah. have a monkey, we're going to have a truck driver, and they're just going to just have adventures. Obviously, that's BJ and the Bear in the 70s. Yeah. But stuff like that. It's like Steel Collar Man, you showed us. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? <laughs> that was like so pleasantly surprising, too. And like, that's the thing. It was, it was a pilot episode. There's no more of that. And like, the other thing that I love about the 80s, like, that I, don't love about like pretty much like any other era is like that was a time where like as far as like tv and movies and stuff goes where like technology like cgi and stuff was really kind of grody and like gross looking Mm -hmm. um but like the fact that the roots started around like the early 80s late 70s and you could see it being incorporated into tv and movies and they used things like practical effects along with these other effects like to me it's just visually extremely interesting nowadays like cg is so good it's boring like i'm tired of seeing it so like i just have like i have such an extreme fondness for things that i'm like they really were trying a lot of things back then and you can see like through the timeline of the decade you can see that like technology develop and the way that they like figure things out and i just think that's so cool but like yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, no, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Because I was going to ask you, what is something that you've watched from the 80s or from the your, your streams that you have or that you curate that has taught you something that appeals to you now? Something that you go, oh my God, I didn't realize this, you know, how relevatory this was or anything of, of that? Um. God, um, I would definitely, I would definitely say like the the whole like um, use of like technology and practical effects. Um, they really like in in the eighties, they really did amazing things with practical effects, and enhanced it with some you know cool computer technology things that were like new and innovative. But like, 
I think I think the like peak <laughs> the like peak cinema like cool shit that you'll see is always a practical effect. Like when you see like the thing, you know, the whole like body like mm. you know, gore kind of stuff, but like all of that stuff was made by someone with their hands and it looks fucking amazing. And like you know, now I'm yeah. just like I I'm glad that technology has got to a point, you know, where like it you can create really cool things but like the the peak of the 80s was like y'all knew how to make stuff with your hands it's almost like a combination of older technology like the ray harry houses stop motion animation things mixed with actual modern day technology that they, yeah that was still primitive but more advanced than what he was doing in the say 50s or 60s with stop motion animation it's a combination of both where you could see where the cgi what what it would have been done in cgi now they had to actually physically make it happen in order for you to see it or envision yeah and it looks beautiful like anytime i watch a movie uh with a friend or something and they know a little like because like i said i didn't watch movies when i was a kid we didn't really have a lot of money my mom wasn't like going out there buying toys and buying like films for us to watch she just went to work you know so I watched a lot of tv um but like uh, those movies when I watch them with a friend they're like oh that was made like entirely with practical effects and I'm like how how is that ever possible it looks so great so like now when I like watch anything that like I can tell is not CGI is made with practical effects. I'm so like so much more excited about it. And that's like the appreciation of that has made like TV and movies like way more fun for me personally. And I feel like a lot of people don't like they don't really recognize that anymore. And that makes me like sad. Yeah, because you just reminded me of Flight of the Navigator or any of those. Oh movies my god, it was so good. Dealing with space things, yeah. flying spaceships and all that. I'm like wow, we pretty much just have some guy sitting in a chair in, a, in an imaginary cockpit and everything else is taken care of. You don't but like, the- I watched Flight of the Navigator with Zone because it was like, Zone was like, it's my, it's like one of my favorite movies and like, you've never seen it. And they were so excited to show me. And I was like, okay. And I watched this and every few minutes it was like, oh, did you know when like the steps from the ship is like on the ground? they like had like a pole set up specifically and the camera was set a certain way so that it looks like the stairs are floating but they're really not and I'm just like it's just so cool (laughs) like it's so cool that they managed to figure out all of that stuff back then and then also make it look like extremely futuristic I love that so you mentioning zone how did that relationship or friendship come to be (laughs) it's a long one actually (laughs) it's long and a little like uh so Okay. I hate, I, sometimes I hate going into like my own backstory because it's like kind of, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, but back in the day, um, way back in the day, I used to be um, on a website called 4chan, which a lot of people, <laughs> it's a gross place now and I hate everything about it. So let me just get that out of the way. Um, but when I was younger, the website was pretty different. It was like, um, it was a lot more fun. Uh, There was like an IRC chat, which I joined and I got to know quite a few people who I'm still friends with today. And Zone was one of those people. I noticed them around like posting a lot of art and stuff. And I was like, that's fucking cool. And then we just kind of became friends at that point. Um, 
and then um so so like is it, this whole story is like a little bit intertwined it's it's strange um and then there was like a there was like a popular moment in time on the internet where like personifying companies and things was very popular and giving them like a character so like like the windows like there was like a windows mb tan and it was like a girl character that was like with a windows mb theme and there was like playstation and there was like all of the game consoles there was like a sony like there was there was everything so i was like this is my friend who has like you know just a symbol for their name so i'm gonna personify it i'm gonna make them a character right and so i doodled a little thing and zone ended up loving it which we call i called her zonton right because what else would it be it's the personification of this company or this person or this you know logo like whatever it may be and zone ended up loving it and they ended up using zonton for like ever and i was like that's cool for <laughs> for a while i didn't know um I know that they use them for like intros to old flash animations and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. And then um, somewhere along the line, I just like stopped being super involved in like 4chan and all that stuff. And I like kind of left the whole sphere and Zona and I stopped talking for a little bit. Um, Well, not a little bit. It was like 10 years. Um, So so it was like a long time where we hadn't spoken. Um, And then at one point, Zone DM'd me on Twitter I guess they figured out somehow I was on Twitter um and they were like hey so um I'm like using that mascot that you drew a long time ago uh do you want to get paid for it and I was just like okay first of all why are you still using that because because <laughs> to me it was just like a throwaway doodle I did right and I was like oh you know it's fun that they are using it for a little while um I was like, first of all, why are you still using that? And second of all, no, absolutely not. Like, I haven't been involved in anything like this for like 10 years. Like, we haven't even spoken for like a long time. Why would I expect to be like paid for any of this? Right. Um, so then uh yeah, we started talking again and we were like, oh yeah, that's right. We we were friends and started hanging out more, and then all of this other stuff happened. So that was the like origin of our friendship. Well, how did you get involved in? Because I know you're involved in curating a lot of the videos for that were that are seen on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I would believe Wednesdays around nine thirty Eastern time, or is it nine o'clock Eastern time? Um, it's supposed to be nine o'clock, but we usually end up starting at nine thirty. So around there, like within yeah. an hour of like nine to ten, we start. So were you mostly helping Zone curate videos or how did you decide that, you know, um, it came to be that you did, you ended up becoming a host for on Zone's channel and then on your own? So or- Zone has like for a while has made like puppets in Flash. Um, that's essentially what Cecilia is, is like a puppet um, that they made. And Zone has like an arsenal of a, of a few of them and, and sometimes when they would be drawing like we would just be hanging out in a voice call not just me but like other friends of theirs hanging out in a voice call and zone like would be like it's kind of funny if i throw up like zone has a skeletor puppet so like zone will throw up the skeletor puppet and the person will be talking and zone will be puppeting it in the background and then that person realizes like oh and then they'll do a funny skeletor voice um 
so like that was a thing that ended up happening like we would hang out in voice calls all the time and then at one point zone was like um i think zone had made a specific character for someone else um and then after that like so it wasn't like it wasn't necessarily like my idea i don't think um it was like it started with this other character riley um that is voiced by piper um, had excellent things to say about you when i told her i was gonna interview oh. <laughs> i said to her because i was gonna ask you about the origins of the character cecilia this is why i'm asking these questions yeah. but i asked um i thought zone on a friday two weeks or three weeks ago um rated piper's channel and i didn't know that she was a voice voiceover actress as well yeah and she posted these videos of just people walking through Japan and I'm and I'm talking to her about all these different Japanese writers and all these different things and then I told her like about a week ago that I had that I was going to be interviewing you she goes oh my god she's such a nice woman she is absolutely excellent um her character is very much different from the one that I did I don't know the character that she's done because like I said I'm sort of new onto Zone's channel she says the one thing that her character is is a little more provocative than I am although the word wasn't provocative she chose to say she just chose to say the word is more hornier (laughs) she said I think Cecilia is just a little more hornier she's a vampire all right like what do you expect um no like so so Riley like I kind of wish Piper would do them more but like I understand she's got her own stuff going on and she's like a legitimate voice actress as you can tell uh my voice is no different than Cecilia's (laughs) (laughs) so like I kind of miss that she like also did this but like I think hers her uh character Riley was like the origin of like Zone wanting to create an original character because Zone made, like I said, Skeletor. Uh, they made like an Inspector Gadget puppet. They made one of Mavis, like the girl. Mavis from... Beacon. Oh no, the girl. <laughs> that would be funnier. Um, no, the the character from Hotel Transylvania that everyone thinks is really cute. Um, so Zone made Mavis, and I ended up talking as Mavis a lot, like they would switch to Mavis and then I would just be like fucking drunk on New Year's saying terrible, awful shit, but as Mavis. And so, you know, after this trend of like doing all these puppets, Zone made, you know, like a an original character for Riley because Riley was doing it from time to time. Like, I think they watched a lot of like uh, Carl Sagan stuff mm-hmm. about space. One thing about me, I fucking hate space. I just... <laughs> Except I just you, will get get on the ship, you will get on the ship from the flight of the Navigator. Yes. Yes, but that's different. <laughs> like, like things about space. I'm just like, you know, whatever. But uh, the space stuff, not for me. A little too dry for me personally. Um, and then I just like to do. We started out watching like commercials. Like we would watch four hours of commercials. So the content wise, it was a little bit different. But um, yeah, Riley was the first, I think, like custom character. And then later down the line, like. Uh, she got busy with like life stuff or whatever, wasn't able to do it necessarily all that much. Um, and then I was also around a whole lot. And Zone was like, well, what if I make one for you too? And I was like, that'd be cool. We could do something fun. And then I became obsessed and I wanted to do it every week. So so where what are the origins of the character Cecilia? Is there a line that divides that 
let's just say Cecilia's a personality. Is there a line that divides the personality of Cecilia versus the personality that is Katerina? <laughs> like barely. Um, so, so the line is, is that uh, she's a vampire. That's basically. How do we know it. that you're not? <laughs> I fucking wish. I would love to live forever. But that's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, no. I like. I constantly have to remind myself, and sometimes I like to like. I I like force myself to like up the fact that I have to talk about being a vampire because that's that is the the delineation, right? Like she's a vampire. She should say things that are vampire esque from time to time. Um, but mostly it's just me. Like, like I said, I didn't even change my voice. I don't know how to do that. Like, I just, I, it, I essentially just wanted to like watch things. And then if other people wanted to also watch those things, cool. We could all sit there and watch it together. So it's like almost, I would say like 85% my personality and then 15% of vampirisms. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the difference between us two. Because the thing that I, I, I imagined was maybe maybe this is just my imagining of it that it was like inspired by stuff like Elvira or people like that would a little bit do some of the hosting of some of these like horror movies and stuff like that. Because I'm like I've I've always wondered in terms of you know you having to do all the prep work and everything. Is there a, a okay? I'm honing in this character and I'm portraying this character but since a lot of the essence comes from mostly you i was wondering if there's a, a line of delineation between x person and the other and, and the real you versus the character that you put post on there well the like difference i mean uh, elvira of course is a huge inspiration elvira vampira this Venguli, like there's so many horror hosts and i love that like now cecilia has kind of fallen into that a little bit although she doesn't have her own wikipedia entry and i always try to tell the chat hey throw one up there maybe it'll actually count but in, but no one ever does that's fine that's okay maybe that's something i need to do myself but um but like the thing about horror hosts is that they have had the ability to like create jokes like when you watch back uh like elvira things she's only there during the commercial break yeah you know? exactly she has like 20 30 minutes maybe to fill depending on how long the movie is they get to come up with a funny joke about what they just saw or just something offhand you know whatever spooky joke kind of thing and then move on i have to be there live commentating on everything that's happening so it's a little bit different in that sense um but like also the same vein of i i love the idea of being a horror host but like again most of the stuff that like we watch is not horror related so like i couldn't i also couldn't fall in that category but then also cecilia is a vampire so like she kind of it, it it's that yeah, whole thing some, is a mess. sometimes <laughs> you have themes on your presentation yeah I mean, you you could do always do like Halloween in the middle of the month of June or whatever, uh, just to prepare people and stuff like that. Because I saw that you had um that you that at times you will have a different theme, and I remember one of the times that came upon. I think you guys were po posting Christmas things in the middle of of May, and I'm like, okay, this is just insane. Um, I was gonna say we do we do do like the major holidays. I try, um. Again, the whole thing about like capturing old media, like a, 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 another part of my fascination is like, I like to learn about what people thought 
about back in the day, you know, what information they were presented with and like how that's changed now or how it's still very similar now. Um, And I don't like the idea of losing all of that. Um, So like if I do see something that's like a strange show, you know, I'm like, I want to watch it, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. even these like we watch a lot of like weird Christian religious content, you know. I still want to watch it, though, because I want to know at that point in time, what issues were they facing and what things were they trying to convey at that point in time? Does it necessarily make things better or worse for me? Like, no, it's just it's just I want to I want to see it like I want to know. Um, And like uh, so, like when we do theme nights, we do all the holidays. I have currently I have like I have a really long Halloween playlist. I have a really long Christmas playlist because um, during this time, like people on the internet will just upload anything at any point in time. So if I see something that like this week was uploaded, that's Christmas, I need to remember that. So like add it to a Christmas playlist so that when Christmas comes around, I'm not looking for all of this content all at once. Um, And then I, like I said, because I like to do it every week, we do four weeks of Christmas and then we do four weeks of Halloween for those two things because they're like, you know, the biggest holidays, but like Valentine's day, we'll do a Valentine's day special with like dating and all that stuff. And so, yeah, we do, we do all of the holidays, you know, because you're talking about um, viewing things with, I guess with now sensibilities of things in the past, Um, like we can address last week, last week you posted a video Mm-hmm. of this guy giving women advice a, a group of women advice and if, if the setting was the 1980s and it's almost like if you were to take this video you can see snl doing a parody of it yes but this was actually a video that was done with all seriousness and it was like you were watching it and it's like there's multiple things you could draw from it. You could draw the misogyny of it because of the way the guy was addressing all these women and all everything. Mm-hmm. You can draw the seriousness in which he was approaching the topic because even as you said, things that women fear then are not much different from the things that women fear now. Mm-hmm. That just because this takes place in the 80s doesn't mean that you know these things have all of a sudden just vanished, disappeared, and and now we live in a utopic society. Yeah. And it's like, it was very relevatory to me because here you are saying, you know, that this is interesting because the guy, I, I, I made comments about the guy being the man with the perm because I'm like, <laughs> that, that's, that's just an awful damn perm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the things they wore and the hairstyles back then, you're just like, oof. Oh, the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads. But I love the shoulder pads. Like, I get so excited about those things. But, like, I, but the thing is, is like, when we look at even, you know, 2010 wasn't that long ago. But if you look at fashion from 2010, you're like, Jesus. But then in 10 years, we'll look back today and then be like, why was everyone wearing clothes like they were going to the gym all the time? You know, like it, like all of these fashion trends, I think again, but that's a whole other topic about what you were talking about. No, 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 we'll go there. We'll go there. Okay. <laughs> but, um, because I want to ask you about fashion as well, because since you are a big fan of the eighties, that's something I want to ask you. Okay. But the interesting thing was that obviously you're the host and not, I don't know if I can say that you're the moderator of the chat, because I think oh. Zone, is a, Zone is also a moderator as well. Yes. But you're 
following along with people's reactions to this. And what I found was, was interesting and, and thought provoking is I'm watching this and I'm here, it's looking at the comments of the people that are in there. We don't know each other's age ranges in there. So you don't know if the person that's making comments or maybe because if you go, if they've been a follower of yours or the channels for that significantly, significantly long amount of time, you'll know more or less what age range this, the person may be. Mm. Or if you guys speak out of, you know, out of the chat and have your own conversations or whatever. But it was interesting people seeing people's reactions because it's like, okay, so this is the 1980s. You would think now with more modern day sensibilities, people would go, oh, okay, this is completely wrong about the way they're talking. Or these are things that, you know, that people needed to correct at some point in time. But it's like, we haven't really gone that far. When you really look at it, the 80s are just as close to us as, as you know, I don't, I guess to the, the 80s is just as close as the 50s are to the 80s. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, part of me was like, you're, you're speaking honest and you were saying about people, you know, I think the term that they used that floated about in there, for, not, for lack of a better term, was insults and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it was even beyond that. It's the way you were saying, you know, this is what the problem is with society. It's, we're not, we think we are moving on beyond a capable point. And when the, you said, one thing that I remember that you said, some people chime in, well, not all of us are like that. Not all of you may be like that, but I'm more than sure some of those people were in rooms where people of that ilk would make comments and did you bother to correct them is the thing that I started thinking to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not that type of person, but, but and maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I would have said chime the same way as that did. Well, not all of us are like that. But then I start thinking in my sensibilities now, I'm like, yeah, not all of us may be thinking like that, but did you ever correct the person and say, hey, you know what? That's not cool, dude. That's not the way yeah. you really should be thinking about it. So it's almost like we have to make our, I'm speaking from the male perspective, we almost have to make ourselves accountable for some of the actions of people around them. Yes. And you were talking about, about that and I'm like, people weren't getting it. You weren't just picking <laughs> at, at people saying, oh no, this is the older way of thinking. You're like saying use a mirror as a reflection to see is are we any different from the way things are being then look at the fact that they said oh yeah you know the guy on the video goes ladies if you're in the bar after 7 30 you should consider going home because you know and, I'm, and my brother my brother came in and walked in around that time and he goes 10 30 but people are just, i don't know 7 30 said well kevin that's because happy hour starts around four o'clock yeah so they're trying to tell you if you're drinking from four o'clock to seven thirty, you should really get going home. But at the same time, it's like okay. But then you 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 took it a step further. You started talking about you know about women needing to be in groups and and supporting one another, being watchful for one another. And the guy was sort of addressing that a little bit. And I'm like, and people in there. We're saying, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't say these things, or this is the reason why I don't go out, or this is the reason why I have issues talking to women, and all these different things. <laughs> and you're literally telling them because you guys are being morons. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm not 
I'm speaking, um, what is it? I'm paraphrasing what you're saying. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you guys aren't look listening to what this guy's saying, if you guys aren't looking at yourselves and saying, do I do anything different from the way the guy is? There's reasons why you're going to feel the way that you do. And it's like, it just made me realize that the problem that we have now is that there's lack of a conversation between people. I mean, it's not, it's not just that. So like, the thing, the thing about that whole video that really, like, I mean, I obviously didn't intend for that conversation. I, that was the first time ever, which a lot of people were commenting on in the three years that, like, we, I think it's been, like, three years that we've been doing this, that I've ever paused a video to address anybody. Um, and the reason why I kind of just, like, uh, I don't know if I was having a bad day. I could have, I could have been, um, but, like. I with uh, when I saw that video, I was just like, oh, it's it's a little bit fun. Like we've watched a lot of videos on like dating and we're like, wow, these practices are like so lame, so out of date. Like and to me, when I watched that video, like screened it to be like, oh, this is good content. Um, when I screened it, I was like, oh, it's just a video of some guy trying to teach ladies how to pick up dudes, which by the way, it's so easy, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, it's like, I was like, why, like, why did this video that was like seemingly innocent, he was just saying like what everyone else says, which is go out there, ask someone their number, you know, uh, they might reject you, whatever it is. Okay. Like I get it. Some people are unlucky in the dating world. They don't have the confidence or like want to go out and like, you know, approach somebody, you know, like I understand all of that things difficult. It's difficult to this day that that sentiment hasn't changed. So like, to me, I was just watching a video of some guy teaching ladies cheesy ways to pick up dudes, you know, Oh, where's the post office over there? Cool. Do you want to walk with me to the post office? Like whatever it could work, you know, I I would never do that, (laughs) but like it could work. But in that time, in that time where like your best bet in the eighties to meet somebody was to just strike up a random conversation. Even today, it's still kind of a pretty good way to do it. Although technology is like also just go online and, you know, check out a profile and ask them if you want to go on a date. Right. Um, But like back in the day, it was like, you had to actually physically approach somebody if you like them, because once they go out of the way, like the, once they're gone, they're gone. You'll never see that person again, likely. And that's when, like, remember when, like, uh, there was, like, newspaper ads, misconnections, I saw you at the grocery store, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was your only hope that maybe that other person who you looked at, they might have looked at you and had that same thought. And, like, so I fully understood the video. I was like, this is pretty lighthearted. It's a little cheesy, whatever. And then just immediately, for some reason, uh, just because dating was brought up in general, there was just this really negative spirit in the chat mm-hmm. and i was just like why why did this for some reason trigger this response to me it was completely not even the thing that we were talking about and then the reason why i got so worked up i barely remember what the rest of that video was because <laughs> because that particular person it was like one or two people but there was one obviously that, that i addressed more than others um they got into their own head about how they felt about relationships and 
and dating and everything and where they ended up now. And um, they were expressing this. Um, and it was clearly like completely negative. It was a lot of things that I heard from, you know, that you would hear on the news about somebody, you know what I mean? Like that sort of sentiment. So like, I couldn't, I felt like for once I was like, I, I have to stop this and address this because it is, it's, it's dangerous. The whole, like you said, you brought up incel thing. The whole incel thing is, is dangerous. Okay. And if these people now, like, I don't use, I don't use incel as just like a guy who's down on his luck. Like, 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 I don't do that. Like if you don't, I I've rarely ever gone on dates myself, my whole entire like dating career over my 30 years has been like online relationships because I met someone through a video game and then we met in person. And then a week later we stopped talking. So like I too was not just like going out on the street, getting dates, you know, I understand how hard it is to form a relationship with someone, you know, in general. Okay. And so when I heard like this sort of rhetoric and then these people like the, the incels specifically, when you have a negative attitude and you only surround yourself with other negative people who like to commiserate with you and make you feel worse, then of course, you're just going to have a negative attitude about this forever. And then sometimes some people who don't have a good uh, you know, they don't have good mental health. They're not very stable people. They then do dangerous shit. And that was really my whole point, which yeah. is like, you know, it's, it's fine. If you're like, man, I'm just, I just got bad luck in dates, you know, but like with, to me, when you like completely close off like a door like that, because you've had bad luck and then, and then you go and you spout about how you have such bad luck in a public forum that means that like you're not over it that guy's not over it and and if you're finding other people who are like yeah you know and then women do this and then they also do this don't you just hate women and then some some unfortunate souls take that to the next step where they then go and kill people yeah and it's like it's like that's that's why i'm trying to squash it it's like dude if you really were just like i'm okay being lonely I'm okay being lonely. It never worked out for me. It's kind of sad. It's it's a it's a bittersweet sweet realization to come to. It's a shitty realization to come to, but I'm okay with it. That's fine. But you keep that shit to yourself. You don't go on a on a on a place where there's 400 people watching and then talking about how much you hate women and how they're gold diggers and how all they want is attention and blah blah blah. It's like, no, you just hate women. And the, th- <laughs> the thing that was interesting is how this dating video led uh, to a conversation about violence against women and that was absolutely I, if i just watched the video on its own or anyone watches a video on its own you don't you really would have never thought that from one point a to no. point b but you being such an outspoken person revealed hey these things these mindsets can lead to violence against women or people being behaving this this um barbaric towards women or having these attitudes that are barbarism towards women you know it's very very interesting because like i said it's it feels like as i've gotten older i see the conversations of people actually having real conversations becoming less and less Mm -hmm. and it's it's almost like where we should be evolving we're hitting a process of de-evolution with our 
with our conversations with one another and being able to have open and frank conversations. And it's just was, I thought it was re very revelatory. And I really wanted to thank you for that, for that. <laughs> I know that you were under a lot of stress that day because it felt I, like, well, you, because you, you had to be a moderator. It wasn't like you weren't making it about you. You were making it, you, you had to be the speaker for not only women, but for being a moderator. You had to be a speaker for yourself. You had to be a speaker for all of women. It's almost like the, the, the onus was more on you than rather than the people that were spouting off these, com these comments. So I could sense that it's almost like you're trying to say to people, that's not right. And then you have people chiming up, go saying, like I said before, well, not all of us are like that. No, but you were in a room, you're in a room right now where someone is. Yeah. So instead of you talking to them and saying, hey, that's not the right way of approaching things or this and the other, it almost like all that, 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 it's almost like you were being the atlas, you know, the, the person carrying this world on your shoulders because um, you you posted you, you you curated this video for the for here for well, but the, but for the thing is purpose. the thing is sorry to cut you off the thing is about like curating the video again if you watch the video on your own it's literally just a dude teaching people how to use yeah. cheesy pickup lines and at the end of the day if you're just a normal human being someone comes up to you and they're like hey uh you know here's my cheesy pickup line did it work and you go no thanks you just go oh, okay sorry about that sorry to bother you have a good day you walk away you have your separate you know that's it that's it but like it just it just turned into something else because I, I I mean I don't I don't I can't diagnose people on the internet um but I know that a lot of people who flock to things like Twitter who flock to things like Twitch who flock to things like 4chan which is why I always say I fucking hate it now um there's a certain type of people that do that thing and a lot of them aren't the healthiest people in the world a lot of them need to go to therapy and instead instead of doing something like that they just you know find their little niche thing on the internet and then wrap themselves up in it and then they think that that's just how like normal people are. And then you realize like, no, you're not normal, you know? And like, I, I could see that that guy, like, again, clearly very distraught by the fact that no dating thing has ever helped them and that they're a lonely person. Um, I could see that. And that's why I got so angry because it's like, you're just being sad and you're just like, what people like to say on the internet trauma dumping you're you're dumping all of this trauma that you have because you want more people to commiserate with you and to confirm your your you know i hate women or i have bad luck with women they only want this that and the other um because you refuse to do anything else to improve your life you know um and so i could see looking at this person i got so angry because i'm like it's not that <laughs> it's not it's not that nobody in the world will ever date you it's not it's just the fact that you have such a bias and you are so wrapped up in your own weird thoughts and you've never done anything to fix them or even reflect on them in a way that's like healthy that like 
it's a problem now. And I can see that if you did any of that stuff, if you went to a therapist, if you spoke about it, you probably wouldn't be saying these things in a public place and you would probably be doing better in life in general, yeah. you know? And so me, I was like, I just get so angry because I could see, I could see that it, if you just keep going down this path, it's going to get worse because it has gotten worse. It's gotten worse so many times where one lonely guy is mad about women and then they are bombarded with other information about how women are awful, terrible human beings. And then the next thing they do is go shoot up a college because the women remind you of a girl that rejected you in sixth grade, you know, and then that person writes a manifesto before they kill themselves. And then someone else reads that manifesto and thinks this guy is like, God, he got everything right. He's a God. And then they go and take a car and kill 14 people. Like that's, that's the thing that I'm talking about. Where like all of these people who have these issues and their solution is to go on the internet and bitch about it and commiserate instead of going to therapy, they lead people down this path. Maybe it's not you, like I said, not all guys. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you have enough self-control where you're not going to go murder somebody, but you saying that thing and agreeing with somebody else and acting like it's a normal thing will push those people who are more mentally disturbed than you to go do those things. So that's why I was like, I have to like, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say something. It's a serious yeah. fucking issue. And like I said, I thought it was very revelatory. I thought it was very, um, very open of you to be able to make it a uh, make it a conversation, even though your intent, our initial intent, wasn't to take it there, but the yeah. fact that it led there and you were outspoken about it, I thought was very amazing and very necessary for that. And you know, like you said, you're not a professional counselor or anything, but I thought it was something that needed to be said, even if it wasn't what the main intention for that was. Yeah. And it was very, and, you know, I think it was very interesting. And I think if more people listen to each other, it wouldn't, it would maybe lead to some, these things, unfortunately, but it, it's just, it, we, it's almost like we're becoming as the news of this week with the shooting this week, we're becoming a, a society that's so desensitized and so into our own world that we're not open to having conversations anymore. And it's very sad, you know, you think with the next generations, the next generations, things will change, but it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now that will cause a change for the next ones, for the next generation to be, to evolve from where you're at now? And it's, if we don't, it's sad. I don't know. That's, it's that's hard to say, it's hard to say like to me on this whole thing that like, it's just conversations, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, this is purely from a woman's perspective on like things that are happening to women. Like there's so many issues in the world, but I'm specifically speaking about this. Um, we're like, we have to say something so many times, you know, like we have to say, stop trying to police what we do with our bodies stop it just stop it we can give you reason after reason and we've been saying these reasons for 50 years 100 years 1000 years but then mm -hmm. the conversation the conversation always happens over and over and over again you just get tired 
<laughs> you just get to, and that's why that's part of the reason why people aren't having these conversations. Cause it's like, if you, if you actually gave a shit, right. If you actually gave a shit, you wouldn't purposely be so fucking obtuse, you know, like not, not just the, not just women's issues, but like when it comes to like <laughs> the reason why the thing in the chat that like, surprised me a little bit when people were like not all guys are like that it's like do you guys do you remember when like (laughs) when when people were saying black lives matter it's not it's not just you know it's not excluding other people's lives it's saying there's an issue here we're bringing attention to it and everyone knows that but then someone wants to chime in and say well all lives matter no shit, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, no yeah. shit. But black lives are having an extreme fucking issue. And that's what we're pinpointing. You know, I'm pinpointing an issue about incels where they want to go and murder people. Well, not all guys do that. No shit. But there's enough guys out there that will do shit like that, that causes harm. And that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. But then eventually, the more you say it, the more you have to say the same thing over and over again to people who don't want to listen. You just don't want to talk about it anymore. Why would I waste my time talking to someone who I know will not listen to me ever and not have like two seconds of reflection, you know, to, to take that information that they that they heard? Like, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess women do kind of get murdered by their husbands a lot. I guess women do kind of, you know, when they get reject, when they reject somebody, they might just die. I guess women do have to like be really careful about walking home from their job in the dark to get to their car because they might just get raped. Like none of them want to think that they just go, well, not all guys are like that. Yeah. Well, there, there's, there's fucking enough. There's, <laughs> there's fucking enough guys that do it. Yeah. That like you as a guy, instead of taking offense, instead of being like, I'm not like that. Cool. That's great. Can you start talking about it? You mentioned earlier. Yes. Can you as a guy look at your friends when they say, you know, any derogatory shit, any misogynistic shit? Can you look at them in the eye and be like, dude, that's not fucking cool. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you saying that? Like, why? Why won't you? join in on the conversation instead of being like well it's not me i'm not doing that shit okay well you're letting it happen and you hit it at a very interesting point where you get tired of having to repeat the same thing but that's also the same way the i'll just say opponents or the people on the other side we're not saying mm-hmm. what spectrum they belong to whatever but people on the other side that's the, the what they keep on and going if i can tire you out you're no longer going to fight for it anymore. Yeah. And it, it's it's Black Lives Matter. If I can tire them out, we can continue doing the same thing. If I can tire out the people that are talking about women's health, all of a sudden, we can Guns. we can bring it back. If I can tire out the advocates against, um, you know, uh, tire out the advocates for gun safety laws, we can just continue keeping the things as status quo. And it's like at some point the bow's gonna break. Yeah. But we it's like we still haven't hit there yet. How, with I, guns, I think how it's, many more it's kids getting have there. murdered? Yeah. It's getting there. And that's the thing too. Like uh I hope like I got a lot of faith in the younger generation. I really do, because they are I can tell you when I was 15, I was not thinking about a single fucking thing like this at all. 
you know i was outside fucking uh, playing in a in a like asphalt park you know like just nothing there no 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 playground nothing like that's what we were doing when i was like 15 13 um but like nowadays kids are like just online advocating about this stuff and so like i do have a lot of faith in them i think the younger generation is actually like doing a lot of good and speaking in ways that i'm like even to me today sometimes i'm like wow i didn't even think about that perspective that's really interesting and I have a lot of faith in them. I have zero fucking faith in old motherfuckers. I don't. I agree. And I'm, I'm, I'm exactly in the same pool as you. So, like, I, th- I think that generation, generationally, things are progressing in a way that, like, you know, like, if we think about things like issues a while ago, again, which is why it's very interesting to watch some of this old content, the way that they spoke about AIDS, the way that they spoke about gay people, the way that they spoke about all of these things. Like now, okay, like before it was just the issue of a gay person being in your vicinity, right? Like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to put my kids in school in a class with a teenager who's gay. You know, like we're going to ridicule that. I mean, it still happens today, but um versus like now the issue is like okay okay we've accepted the gay thing but like they can't wrap their minds around like gender fluidity or being trans or something like that but then in another 50 years and another 60 years that's going to be the other like whatever like we don't care about this anymore now we have this new issue so like there is progress because when you think i mean of course there's still like i said some old terrible rotting grandma and grandpa who have an issue with like gay people you know like that I I feel like something like that is like never truly gonna go away but like now they're just like I don't I don't care that my neighbors are gay I care that like uh, uh, my my other neighbor's a trans person now like they can't wrap their head around this new thing that like is their new issue you know they've let go of the thing that was the biggest issue before and now they're on to this new thing. So, like, you can see, like, small bits of progress. Again, it's still not enough. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not enough. But, like, you, you can see small amount of progress. And I hope that, like, in 100 years, in 200 years or whatever, like, these are not going to be topics of interest anymore. Like, but in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of, like, more acceptance of being gay, you know? that's that's become more normalized it's become an everyday thing for people and a lot of people have gotten over being like awful about it and that's that's progress i have to like acknowledge the fact that that's progress but there's still a lot of homophobia and then now there's a lot of transphobia and there's a lot of like the same resistance like again with the trans like issue is like well, they're going to be in our bathrooms and blah, blah, blah. They were saying that about gay people 50 years ago, you know, but now it's not like a gay person's in my bathroom. Now it's like a trans person's in my bathroom. Like it's a, it's, it's the same issue, but it's a new, new direction. So like they've gotten over the gay guy being in the bathroom with you. Now they're like, oh, it's a trans person in the bathroom with me. Like they'll get over it. And the whole fear of, (laughs) oh, if my kid's in the room with them or, you know, like it's gonna rub off on them somehow. Oh my it's God. Like, are you kidding me? But the bathroom a- thing is so funny to me specifically because it's like, what do you do in your own house? Like, do do you care if like your dad uses the same bathroom as your mom? Nobody fucking cares. Like, 
<laughs> like who cares if so, so who's going in a bathroom to do anything weird also if someone is weird listen if a if a straight male wants to be weird they'll just go into the bathroom anyway they don't have to pretend to be trans they'll just go in there and do weird shit it's not about it's not about what they identify as or who they are it's just that they're fucking weirdos and they want to do bad shit that nothing you do about it is going to change the issue about the bathroom thing so like again it's just all this like tiny little bullshit but at the very least i'm like well, at least you're not calling out a uh, gay people making the bathroom. At least it's like a brand new thing for you to hate. At least you've evolved a little bit, <laughs> like like a li- like you've accepted that thing. Now you got to learn to accept this thing, even though it's annoying, and you should just accept it and move on with your life. But at least it's like we're like slowly progressing. But that's the, the thing with people. Some people just hate changing. They're like, okay, we're willing to give Die. you we're willing to give you this. <laughs> oh, I'm a big I'm a, okay, hold on. I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. I love David Lynch. If you've never seen the new season of Twin Peaks, there I've okay. never seen Twin Peaks period. Okay. okay. But there I really, is, keep on hearing you recommending it all the time. Watch it. Okay. Well, there's there was a character in the 90s in Twin Peaks named Denise. She was she was trans. She used to be a male FBI agent, became female. In the show, everyone was like, oh, okay, fully accepted it. And then in season three, you see Denise and David Lynch in his character. He he self-inserted himself as a character in there. He's talking to Denise and he talks about what it was like when people like would talk shit about her, you know, being a trans person and being, you know, an important person in the, in the, in the FBI. Right. And he said, which is my favorite line of anything that I've ever heard in my life, fix your hearts or die is what he said to other people, which is exactly the way that I like, I'm like, that is the best fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And that's just how I live my life now. You know what? you have an issue with trans people, fix your fucking heart or die. If you can't be sympathetic and, and have empathy for these people, die. Literally just die. Like, I, like it's an extreme thing to say, but just die because you're holding back so much progress in the world. So again, shout out to David Lynch. Love you, buddy. Love season three. Love, love all the Twin Peaks. Fully recommend it to anybody like I will advocate. Listen, I've had friends. I was like, "You want to you you interested in Twin Peaks a little bit? We'll watch the whole season together." There's I'm, a show. Oh, there's a show that I wanted you to see if you could check out. Yeah, because you're talking about consumerism, and this is going back to the '80s again. But it started with the '70s, called that I mentioned to you, Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. It's written yeah, by heard- Norman Lear. Okay, and everyone recognize remembers it because it's an episode where it's a it's a show where I think it was like the first episode, second episode, where the husband of the character dies by drowning in soup. Literally, he drinks, like, takes some, like, Sudafed or one of these mm-hmm. medications, face first into a bowl of soup and dr- dies by drowning. That's an amazing death. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, I think you would absolutely love it. I, I have yet to watch it, but the reason why it's very... Interesting is because the show literally need to create their own network in order for them to get it on air. None of the networks would put it on air. And so, and Norman Lear having um, Norman Lear having been created all in the family and all these other shows. Oh, wanted to make shows. a show about a, a housewife and the 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 rise of consumerism in the That's 70s and 80s. And I thought I'm like, if there's someone that would absolutely love it. <laughs> 
it, it would be absolutely you. I mean, I'll look into it. It's called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch episode. It one. was one of the first shows that ever had the first gay couple in, on TV. Um, the first, not necessarily the first, but I think they were the second gay couples kissing on TV. And um, I, and eventually the, they they created a spinoff because something happened with the main actress. Mm-hmm. They created a spinoff. And the girl that plays the daughter of Mary Hartman is actually a blogger and a Pulitzer Prize winner. Oh wow! And she wrote about um, wrote, wrote about growing up in doing advertisements and doing TV shows and her issues with her mother because her mother pretty much just you know the a story of you know a, a Hollywood star not even starlet but like children in Hollywood how they mm-hmm. lose a lot of their stuff to their parents and whatnot. And she wrote about that, and it's really, yeah. really her blog. I'll send you the information. And okay. I'll post it on. I posted it on the uh, blog information on the information with the um, with the Twitter and everything. But she's out, her name is Claudia of something. I'll have to get the name for you. But she okay. was absolutely incredible. But I was thinking about you with that, and because of the materials that you guys pull, and sometimes I'm like, where do you guys get the guys? I say, you know, where do you all get the the the, the curate these videos so i'm wondering now that apparently ulysses doesn't have that many episodes left what are you guys going to be steering towards if you have an idea where you might be steering towards after this it's hard um so like there's like it's weird there's like an infinite amount of media and then there's also a finite amount of media because i can only watch things that other people upload you know um i uh for me the process of like picking things to watch i'm like okay well it was uploaded to youtube it hasn't been taken down in like six years it's probably safe to watch you know like as far as far as like licensing and like all of that kind of stuff you know it's probably okay to watch because like if somebody was like to upload stranger things on youtube you know after like screen recording it that shit's being taken down immediately you know what i mean like if if these companies want to take down their like property it'll get taken down so like there's been plenty of times where uh i would be like oh this would be an interesting show to watch i'll see it like uploaded and then like in two days it's gone so it's like oh clearly they didn't want that up there so um for me it's like i search so on my own channel i search uh every every tuesday i do what i would normally do off stream which is just like google youtube search years i go through all of the 80s and i do it every week so i check every upload through the week and then uh i might go into other decades if i'm desperate and then sometimes i just search keywords to see if anything new has come up but I've seen so much stuff and I've passed on so much stuff. So it's like, so it's like, I have to see something that I'm just like, that's also entertaining to other people. Like Ulysses was not my idea. Ulysses was his own thing. I just like the song. The theme song. Like that's what everyone says. I mean, it's okay. It's actually like an okay show. Um, would I have ever watched it as a kid? No. Uh, would I have ever chosen to watch it now also no um but it is relatively entertaining um it has a fun storyline based off of all the old like greek god stuff like that's kind of cool um it's just that like i 
like I said in the beginning, I hate space. I don't. <laughs> how you I don't, don't have <laughs> how you don't have your own three D printed no no in in your home? If you don't yet, I don't. Why do Why would I have something I hate? <laughs> why would I why would I do that to myself? I like to surround myself with things I love. The belief is that you secretly love no no. No. I listen, I'm a I'm an open book. If I love something, I will scream and shout about it. If I hate it, I just hate it. I think people don't like sometimes people don't take me seriously when I'm like, I just hate that thing and I don't want anything to do with it. And they try to convince me and I'm just like, sorry, no. Like I, I get it's a funny joke though. I know people like to make their jokes about no no. But oh. I genuinely like I hate all of those characters that like when you watch a sh- well, it's particularly children's like animation, just the character that's there to be annoying and to be like for the ADHD child crowd, you know, like look at me and making noise, I'm doing something, blah blah blah, because they can't focus necessarily on like a serious story so they need something that's colorful and jumping around and making weird noises and to me I'm like that just just ruined the show like it like I wasn't into this show in the first place now it's like a little bit worse and I'm annoyed so (laughs) so unfortunately no I don't like no no and it's fine keep up the meme make all the jokes whatever makes you happy so but if someone were to secretly send you a, a, a life-size <laughs> version of no no i would your doorstep i going would right to the garbage can it would either go right to the garbage can or i would like turn it into content by like melting it on camera like i would like no, i know <laughs> i don't, listen if if people like i get sometimes so like some of my friends like to play pranks and they'll send me like something that they know I don't like. And I'm just like, you just wasted your money. And I'm also wasting your money. Cause I'm just throwing this in the garbage. Like it's going to save your money. Like, don't, don't do that to me. I'm just going to make it <laughs> like, I'm going to make you feel bad. Like you're going to laugh about it, but then I'm going to be like, you made this financial decision. You decided to spend a hundred dollars to get someone to custom 3D print a no-no thing. And I just threw it in the fucking garbage. Like what a waste. Why would you do that? So I'm very clear about the things I hate. <laughs> Don't try to prank me because you'll just feel bad about it. That's not the point of a prank. You're, you're supposed to laugh and have a good time. I'm just going to be you mean. You hear this, folks? She secretly <laughs> wants someone to give Cecile Littlefeather a no-no. Okay. You, uh, maybe, Zone, maybe Zone <laughs> may want to incorporate a little no-no next to Cecile, but definitely don't give it to Kat. I ha- give, it to, <laughs> give it to Cecile. <laughs> I, ha- I have to correct you. Her name is Cecilia, Cecilia Little Wing. Get it? Like Cecilia. Bat Wings, Little Wing. She's got little wings. But the, the, uh, there's, if we want to bring it back to Cecilia for a second, um, she has origins to her name that, yes, there are origins. Some people ask about Cecilia lore. Well, and I, I, I asked you what it. the origins of Cecilia were. I don't know. <laughs> i i leave that i think i think zone has a document where i'll say things that are like origin uh but i don't remember them so do we create a patreon to get zone to create a wikipedia page on the origins of cecilia because i genuinely don't remember anything like like i said i'll say something and zone will be like okay we're gonna add that to the doc so that we remember what it was i don't fucking remember that's not my responsibility to remember things 
<laughs> there's the only the only origin thing that I remember is of her name, and I'm not going to tell anybody where that came from because I think it's extremely funny. Um, but there is an origin out there. I just want to put that out. So it's either a Spanish singer named Cecilia, which was, nope. there was a singer in this from Spain named Cecilia. No one will ever guess. Someone loves um, Paul, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Nope. Or there's an origin in which we're not privy to. But someday when Zone creates a Wikipedia page, we'll all be aware of. All if right, Zone releases that inf- information, I will kill them. I'm just saying because it's very serious. No, it's not. Uh, I just think it's really funny. It's a bit of an inside joke. Um, so, so I'm going to give you a little bit of information, and then they, after we record, you can tell me the origins of Celia. Did you I know? Won't. Did you know? <laughs> wink, wink. Did you know that the Care Bears are coming back? What to what? HBO <laughs> is creating. HBO is creating a new season of the Care Bears. Oh, that's cool. I want to watch it. I see, like, see, see, I'm pulling you right back now that I gave you that tip. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. (laughs) I can't tell you. It's too important to me. I like having a little secret, but I like also telling people that I have a little secret. So, (laughs) so we should create one of those imaginary I've got a secret shows just to get you to reveal it. I got, I won't, I won't. You can torture (laughs) me forever. I won't, I won't tell anybody. So you were t- we were talking briefly about shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. What is p- something in 80s fashion that you absolutely love and wish we could bring back? Shoulder pads. Like, that- no, okay. I. So not the big poofy hair quaffs or anything. You want to no. bring shoulder pads back. I, well, okay. So like nowadays, nowadays I think people are very like, very expressive with their styles so like the big hair thing you could do that and no one would ever think i that think Teresa Caputo's got that got that covered already. <laughs> but but that's the thing like you could do it and most people like especially if you again the younger generation they're just like fuck it i want to look like this one day i'm gonna look like that one day you know they want to mu- they brought back mullets they successfully brought back the mullet it's okay? a canadian haircut come on now everyone's getting the mullet it's cool as fuck Uh, man woman child whoever whatever you identify as you get a mullet radical you know you dye your hair cool everyone likes it um but the one thing that has never come back is fucking shoulder pads 90s styles have come back early to that the 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 y2k thing right now is very very popular 70s things are coming back for some reason everyone ignores the 80s and i personally love 80s fashion so much and i love like i mean look at me fucking just a baggy sweater like i love a baggy sweater i love a off the shoulder sweater i love big old shoulder padded things i just like liked the designs the styles my favorite thing in the entire world is an 80s man all right if you go and you watch any music video and you see a front man to an 80s band i'm instantly in love with him i love that his pants go up to like above his belly button you can see the belt buckle he's got a loose shirt on top he's got a weird haircut i love it so you're just in love with MC Scat Cat. All right, we no. got you. <laughs> no. I am not a furry, and I never will be, and no one can ever convince me. I don't know why people keep trying to convince me, and it like, you know what, you do it. You have you do whatever you want to do behind closed doors or in front of other people. I don't know what you're into, but me, no. Absolutely not. 
And also MC Scat Cat was like 90s-ish, a little bit too 90s for me, if if, if we're going to go down that path. But I'm, I'm, an, I'm an 80s girl. So MC Hammer with his, uh, no, the MC Hammer is like early 90s, I would say. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to picture, no, because I, I don't think you, Alec Baldwin would, no, no. no. Uh, I know that people like to bring up like David Bowie, but I feel like David Bowie was like in his own David Bowie was clearly in his own universe, you know. I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking about like a little bit less, like, uh, like you know, a flock of seagulls, right? Yes. That blonde hair slicked back this way, and then also up this way, and then you know, just pants, a like baggyish t-shirt, like not t-shirt, but like button-down shirt, maybe made of silk suspenders i don't know i just love it i just love that look for some reason so yeah for me bring back the shoulder pads i just want the shoulder pads back we we, we need it we need to have conversations with some of these uh fashion designers to bring you incorporate some shoulder pads seriously into, the, into their clothing they look like they look nice if if they're done well they can look nice and not like weird well and i just I think- don't know i just don't know if i want to if i want to feel like i'm dating a, a offensive lineman but you know why not though like what wh- who cares i don't have much on the shoulders i had to, to disprove them from my neck the last <laughs> thing I, <need. laughs> I just think you know like for for some designs like it looks pretty cool and i just i wish that was just something that people nowadays latched on to it just seems like the 80s is always skipped over when it comes to that kind of thing so we get a concert in oh in dedication to you and cecilia little wing what are the five bands that you're having performed oh fuck oh no um in their prime we're all going their prime instead of now because maybe you want to well uh, i don't i don't know that a lot of them now would be any good um this is so hard for me because like I can't like anytime anyone ever does this to me where they're like name your favorite movie I'm just like uh, that's the only you, that's why I'm giving you five I'm not saying your favorite I'm saying your five music performers performers that you say these if I could have oh God mm-hmm. Damn. I'm sorry this is like so hard for me okay. See, well, definitely. The, these are the gotcha questions I got for you. Definitely a flock <laughs> of seagulls. Okay, because I love them like so much. Like I love them so much. Um, Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Like that's the thing. Like I can like I can think of so many '80s groups that I just absolutely freaking love, and that's not helping anybody. Blamange, Simple Minds, uh, Duran Duran, the Thompson Twins, uh, Howard Jones. Like, I can name so many of them, and I'd just be like so excited to see any of them. Um, but like, as far as like with like New Order, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many, there's so many, and I can't. And also, I think I lean towards more towards like uh, like a new wave sound from that time. Um, so although I do just, have like favorite pop stars, but like I like you, the Moody Boys in a band. You, ju- you just made sad Frankie. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood because you didn't mention them. But I like them too. <laughs> you didn't mention them. You didn't mention Donna, um, Michael Jackson. Uh, um, what's, the, what's the people that the, the people that sang "Life in the Northern Town"? Ah, oh, God, I just completely forgot them. Cindy Lauper, Prince. 
damn there's just too there's too many good there's too much good music in it really the best music is from the 80s oh it depends <laughs> best british music i get britain had it had something special in the they 80s did. they did they i mean obviously madonna's from the states prince is from the states and stuff and, and michael jackson's from the states they're the staples amongst american singers but when the british new wave came over here straight up so good. even british new wave heavy metal is amazing which is iron maiden ice age and iced mm-hmm. earth and all that but new wave in its in its essence is just absolutely some of the best stuff that has even come back with synth wave and retro wave oh my god synth wave is so good like i you know you know who like the reason why some modern music i'm like i like it um the weekend the like last album he put out just sounds like an 80s album even Bruno Mars stuff sounds like it's from it's from a certain decade. That's Late seventies. Like, I I love that a lot of people are like exploring. Like a lot of new artists are exploring that sound because, like, honestly, if we're going to talk about decades that we love and hate, because I grew up mostly in the nineties and I have the most attachment to it, I fucking hate the nineties. I hate it. I hate all the clothes. I hate most of the music. I well, I have like a nostalgic attachment you to don't it. Love the jinkos. <laughs> no, but like, but like, I hate, I hate the like, I hate the color palette of the '90s. I hate the music. Most a lot of music nowadays samples so much of '90s music, and I'm like, man, I heard this shit. <laughs> like, I heard it, and I don't want to hear it again. But I get it because you know, younger kids have not heard it. You know, the, the kids that are out there buying these albums and all those stuff, they didn't hear it. But like when I hear a song that was sampled from like a TLC song, I'm like, I already know the TLC song. I don't want to listen to this because it only will remind me of that old song I get for, you know, like I said, the younger generation, they might not be aware of that music. So to them, it's like they're discovering something to me. It's like I heard this shit already. I don't want to hear it again. I want to hear something new. So you know, the only time that I I I don't feel that way is if the old is the newer artist performs a song with the original artist. Yeah, that's that's that different. I think is something special because yeah. it's like saying, although I sampled your song or I'm doing an homage to your song or I'm remaking your song, I'm giving you credit by having you on stage and we're performing it together. Cause yeah, I remember this is this uh I'm Dominican, so I have a lot of, you know, my parents are both Dominican mm-hmm. and I was born here. So there's this artist named Prince Royce. And before he this guy he passed away, Prince Royce did a version of Stand By Me in the style of Bachata. Oh, which that's is cool. uh, and he did it in the style bachata, and then at the Latin Grammys, he had Benny King with him on stage, singing "Stand by Me," and it was awesome. absolutely amazing. So Prince Royce has a more like a falsetto type of voice, which is good and all. But when you have the original singer on stage with you doing that, or say you have, you know, it, um, if you were living, like you would have Ronnie Spector with, um, you know, with with Amy Winehouse performing us one, you know be my baby or whatever mm-hmm. it would have been it's stuff like that it's like okay you you can see where the baton is being extended and you're bringing in people with older sensibilities for music with the younger generation and you see the the bridge between there 
But a lot of the times where you have music uh, uh, producers like Kanye West and stuff like that, where they'll sample it, but you don't really get the essence of the original artist. I'm like, nah, not for me. I mean, I think it's really, I think it's cool that like a lot of uh, musicians are sampling songs and like using them in a new way. But again, for me personally, like I I don't remember the exact song that it is, but I know that it's like a new Meg Meg Thee Stallion song. Um, I don't. I, I just remember hearing the beat and being like, "I know this is this is something that I already heard." So like immediately, my brain just turned off, and I was just like, "I don't want to hear it now," and that's sad. Like I should, like I shouldn't think that way. I know Meg is extremely talented because when I've heard the songs without those samples, I'm like, I love it. You know, it's great. But once I hear that like sample that dominates the entire song, I'm just like, I already know what this song, like, I don't want to give it a chance, which is a little fucked up, I admit, but like, I can't help it. And especially because right now it's very, very popular to sample like 90s songs. And I'm over the 90s. It's almost like we become become possessive over the music that we love. And when someone does something different with it, it's like, "Mm, maybe not now. Well I, well I hate well it's a little bit opposite for me because I hate it like I like I hate the 90s sound no, so much so, <laughs> like I'm saying yeah if someone were to use something that you particularly like it's almost like I didn't like say you could sample this it's something I love or yeah even though they may have heard it and have the same fervor or passion for that you've made although like I do okay so like I, I have a fucking I watch a lot of TikTok when I'm bored um, you talk I about have, that often on your show. <laughs> I know, but like, I what? It's the most popular thing. I again, this is another thing. If you don't want to adapt to new technology, shut up. You know, like, just shut up and go away. I hate when people are like, the, like when TikTok first came out. I was like, I don't know if that's for me. You know, because at first it was like what it used to be musically, which was just kids like lip syncing or dancing to like a song. And I was like, I'm not interested in this. And then it was like, they went over, they became TikTok. And then I was like, oh, well, people are uploading like shorter videos that may be funny or interesting. It's not just the lip syncing and the dancing. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know. And then I started seeing TikToks that were posted that I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. That's actually kind of interesting. Maybe I should finally sign up for this thing. And then I did, but I didn't go out of my way. I hate when people go out of their way to be like, I'm never signing up for TikTok. Okay, then die dead, you old loser. Like, (laughs) like, Like, why are you refusing technology? Like, it's okay if you were like, okay, like, I just, I'm just not that into it, you know? Mm. But people really make it a big point to be like, I'm never doing it. I don't understand the purpose of it. Why should I, I'm not going to learn how to use this. It's like, dude, just like you learned how to use Twitter and how you learned how to use Instagram. And now every single company in the world wants you to use these things. Uh, you kind of do have to get with the times and learn to use these platforms when they come out, especially when it's the biggest leading platform in the world. So yeah, I do watch a lot of TikToks um, and I have noticed, which I love that like a lot of kids are watching uh, or listening to a lot of new wave bands. And I love seeing them be like, have you guys listened to the lyrics of this song? And I'm just like, yes, bitch. Thank you for finally joining the side. Yeah. Thank you for finally <laughs> listening. Oh, you're listening to Depeche Mode? 
sick like awesome way to go like they're finally like discovering these artists and I just like I I love when like it's something that I like so much that they're like really getting into I think that's like it's just so cute and so fun who was is your sister older than you or younger than you I'm the youngest so did your sisters influence your taste in music or pretty much you started to have the developing your love of 80s music from you know obviously from YouTube and growing up in the time that we did with Napster and all these different things um for me I feel like I've only really been awakened to this whole like love of 80s uh within the last like maybe 10 years uh maybe even shorter than like five years um my my oldest sister she I wouldn't be able to like exactly peg down what kind of music she likes. She just likes like whatever. Um, my middle sister, she really likes like EDM, but she has like a big soft spot for like 90s music. And she hates 80s music. So <laughs> so for me, it's like I love this stuff and I'll play it, and she'd be like, so annoying and I'm like you're annoying you like 90s music so like so like the things that she likes I don't love so much but like I still 90s music I still have a, a bit of a soft spot like I can't help it you know to feel nostalgia for something that when we were kids I was a baby I just listened to what my sisters listened to and they listened to a lot of uh a lot of 90s rap and a lot of 90s R&B and what they called freestyle music because yep. I remember um, that Rock Raquel. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Stevie B. Snap, snap. Rhythm is a dancer. Uh, yep. God. Well, like I grew up, uh, I grew up near Detroit, um, and you know, like I said, uh, when I listened to music, it would be what my sisters were listening to, and they were teenagers. So when they were teenagers, they were listening to what their friends were listening to, which was a lot of rap because it was, you know, the thing that was popular in Detroit mostly. D12. So like. Yeah, like all of that kind of and like R&B specifically like you know like it was it was a lot of that and especially like a mixtape like you would go to the store and it would be like uh, just like a tape recorded by somebody and they're like we're selling these tapes you want to buy this like mixtape and it's like okay so like, we used to, <laughs> yeah like we used to listen to that stuff so like for me it's nostalgia and I like some of the songs I'm like I hate but some of them like I truly love because it reminds me of my childhood but like am I going to listen to that like every day no like I have a I have an 80s playlist (laughs) like like I have my own thing and this is what I want to listen to every day but like occasionally I'll be like yeah we'll listen to the to the 90s R&B why not you know well there's one more thing I wanted to bring to you uh, attention to you uh, that and then we'll I'll give, give you some quick trivia okay one thing that I think I don't know if you're big on the podcast uh, listening listenership but there's a podcast that I think you would love because you were talking about your love of 80s and tv shows of that nature there's a podcast called gayest episode ever it's two gentlemen from they live in LA they 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 go over special those special they call them those very special eighties or they those very special episodes of sitcoms and things mm-hmm. of that nature and that's what they do they cover episodes of say um what's that show um trying to think God it's with Mrs Garrett um Facts of Life not fa- Facts of Life yes so there was an episode where they talked about 
you know, the character of Joe. And oh, had, yeah. You know, which I always had a crush on Joe and then Blair, but that's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they talked, they, they just recently did an episode on the Zelda cartoon, the Link cartoon, you know, the Adventures, mm-hmm. of, uh, Adventures of Link. And they cover the episode where Zelda was supposed to save Link and those they talked about gender roles and stuff like that. So I think that's, that's something cool. that I think you would definitely check out and should check out and I okay. think you would absolutely dig it. Because it's basically they just go they go over detailed history because obviously they're writers in Hollywood for TV shows. And one of them even curated all the gay um jokes of the Simpsons and posted it on YouTube. And that's it was a lot like, of work. it was like it, yeah they went through every episode. <laughs> to date Jesus. and they posted it on there it was like a i think the video is like two hours long and that's how they and basically they've actually been in several magazines about the work that they've done because they're writers wow. like i said they're writers in hollywood and whatnot and they're absolutely hilarious so i think that's something you would enjoy okay but i have a i i'm going to start my trivia for you okay this question this country Oh, At least fuck. it's best not... as a country. Their capital city is spelled, it's not spelled, it's pronounced Skopje. Skopje? What, what <laughs> city, what country am I referring to? Oh, uh, shit. Is it sad that I don't know the exact one? Is it Serbia? Northern Macedonia. Hey, Macedonia? <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I- Listen, I don't know shit. Like I said, I haven't been there. I figured you would at least know. No. <laughs> no. You know what? My mom might be embarrassed, but she's not going to listen to this. I don't care. Like, Zone, I don't you, hear, you hear this, Zone? <laughs> Make sure Kat's mom hears this episode. And I don't pretend. Listen, I don't pretend to know things about Macedonia that much. Okay. Like I said, I was born there. The and cap- then I came the here. Capital <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the capital of anywhere. I don't know the capital of like most of this. I don't know the capital. What's the capital of Michigan? I don't know. I live here, but I don't care. So you don't know the capital of Michigan either? No. It's Lansing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. It's going to go through this ear and out the other. Like, wh- <laughs> here's things I don't do. Geography math and that's about it actually don't ask me where anything is uh don't ask me how to add things like i'm not into it but that's the thing like it, it that type of knowledge is like can you just memorize stuff i actually i can't i actually have a pretty hard time memorizing a lot of things so yeah no i don't know okay so one i of failed the... oh well <laughs> i got another one for you okay who was in the movie Roxanne, L.A. Story, and The Jerk? I haven't seen any of those yet. Okay, that's Steve Martin. He was in 80s okay. movies. Okay. I, wa- I wanted, I, I actually have Roxanne on my list of movies to watch. I have an ongoing list of 80s movies that I feel like everyone needs to see, and I still, I still haven't seen them all. There's still a lot out there. I feel yes. like I'm disappointing you. I'm sorry. I'm also not good at tests, but continue. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find something close. <laughs> Don't try 
try to tailor it. It's okay. No, I'm no, no. To I'm, 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 I'm going through. I'm going through. Yeah, I'm not going to give you sports related because you don't do sports. Oh yeah, fuck that. Let's see if I can. Nope. This <laughs> health. I don't think. Okay. Apparently, I don't think. Let's just you don't know. Just say. Just say. You don't know shit. <laughs> a nutrition label. A nutrition label will base the information on how many calories you should eat per day. I think it's absolutely bullshit that they list 2,000 calories, but whatever. Because everybody has different bodies. And one of the things that I love about your website, about your post, not your post, but your channel is you always talk about body shaming and how, and, and one of the things that sort of came into the conversation was about fat phobia and things of that nature. And you completely said anyone that's like that definitely should not be on this channel that's fat phobic. Or, has, I, or or feels the need to make fun of other people because of their their body attitudes or whatnot on their own of their own. I think it's you know if you want to make fun of yourself, cool. I uh, only recently in the last year lost a lot of weight, and even then I'm still like I don't feel like 100% comfortable about talking about it. Um, I used to weigh almost 300 pounds. And I've lost like 80 pounds. So like, that's a lot. And I've gone through a lot of my, like this happened a lot. I have always been a chubby kid, but like in my adulthood is when I gained a lot of weight after a lot of like stress and trauma and a lot of shit happening. Um, and yeah, people kind of treat you like shit. So like, I understand all the struggles. I know what it's like to, you know, have a hard time uh, controlling how you eat, eating healthy, all that stuff. I get that. And I also can relate to, you know, there are some, fu- there are some funny things about being fat, but like, even now I'm like, okay, yeah, I lost weight. I still have a lot of more weight that I would like to lose. Um, but like, I'm, I'm more open to speaking about it. Whereas like, you know, five years ago when I was like in the, like in the middle of it, the worst place that I like was, it wasn't like fun to talk about and it wasn't funny and like whatever. And, um, I wish that I had the attitude I had today that I did then. So that's why like, I talk about it more. Like it, it feels a little bit, it feels a little bit like, it feels a little shitty. It feels a little like hypocritical. Like, oh, you didn't say this stuff when you were fatter, but it's like I'm still fat, bro. You know, <laughs> like, like I still am. I'm still dealing with a lot of this shit. And you know, even though you lose weight, a lot of those issues don't go away. Um, yeah, but I think it's because one of the things I've always noticed because I I don't hand away at it. I've right now because of the surgery that I the next surgery that I had. I couldn't swallow food at all. Like I could only swallow soft foods. Damn. And now I'm much better now, but it's completely changed my appetite and everything and the way I eat. So I've gone down about 50 pounds and I'm trying to go down more, mm-hmm. not because I'm trying to fit this image or what, what I'm supposed to be. As I told you before, growing up, people would say to me, you know, even, even my own family, you know, if you lost weight, you would actually look much better in this than the other. Yeah. And I'm like, 
what do I care what I look like? You should care more about the type of person that I am rather than all these things. And it's very hard in the society that we live in where everything is based on image, image, image. One of the things that, you know, obviously when you watch a lot of TV shows and things like that, hey, the big person is always the butt of the jokes. Yep. No matter what sitcom you're watching, no matter what shows you're watching, drama, whatever, it's always going to be the butt of the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's because that person is fat or whatever. Or these jokes about, about weight issues. And it was always like, you know, fuck it. If you can't care for me as for who I am as a person, why, why should I give a shit about what you think of who I should look like? Yeah. Because it should be beyond that, beyond that. You know, it's, and it... But, the, the thing that, like, so... When I started streaming, it's been a while since I was like, but I would say in the last few years, I've been like consistently streaming. And even before, like the last like year and a half is when I got like um, really serious about like losing weight. So allow allow me to just, I'm sorry that like, maybe this is taking a long time for you. No, 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 <laughs> I, was just okay. Okay. I don't want to keep you up too long, but. Like I'm I said, I, I enjoy having a conversation with you anyway. So, so uh, first, uh, so uh, I'm I, I have no problem being public about this type of thing. Um, I had a pretty weird, shitty family issues, particularly with my father. He was kind of an asshole, uh, alcoholic. It's a, it's a it's a deep rooted problem with some people, and he failed to change anything. But as I was growing up. Uh, it was difficult for me to deal with. And when I became like teenager, early twenties, um, in order to comfort myself, I ate a lot of food. So, so I gained a lot of weight and, uh, about two years ago, my father passed away. Um, and that was kind of when I was like, well, damn, the, the biggest thing in my life that was causing me a lot of problems is now not a problem anymore. And so much of like, like the, the worries and all of the problems and all the things that I thought about then that I would comfort myself with food, you know, went away. And I was like, shit, I guess I could start working out or something, you know, like Im immediately my brain went from like this problem. I mean, I still have issues. Like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not mentally perfectly. Okay. I don't think anyone is right. Um, but uh, my biggest problem that was causing me a lot of this stress and our family, a lot of stress and everything was now gone. And now I finally got to focus on myself and try to do positive things. It's still a struggle. Losing weight is, is extremely hard. It's a lot of hard work. Um, and uh, that's why I say like, I, I still relate, you know, I still have weight to lose. I'm not like skinny. Um, but I still relate to people who are larger than me, you know, whatever, who are struggling. But when I look at someone like that, I go, they, they're probably going through something, whether it's hidden or obvious, you know, and they just, if they want to change their body, they just can't get past that mental block. And I believe I could be wrong that a lot of the time it's a mental block, you know? And, you know, maybe they need to go to therapy. Maybe they can't afford therapy, you know, like whatever it is. Um, 
And I don't, and I just, and I just think like a lot of people want to act like uh, the only, like the only thing that made me sad, like, it's not like the only thing that I was sad about was being fat. You know, I was fat because of a lot of the things that I was sad about. So, so now that like one of those issues is gone, I'm able to work on it a little bit better. And I think a lot of people look at overweight people. I should say fat because I don't think it's necessarily a bad word. People want to act like it's a bad word. People look at fat people and go like, oh, well, you know, if you just worked hard, if you just worked out, you wouldn't be so sad. You know, you would, you would feel so much better about your body and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, dude, I can't get to that point because something else in my brain is making me not give a shit. And then paired with, like you said, you were just looking at me and being like, while they're fat, I better tell them about how to work out and how to eat better. And it's like, can you tell me how to deal with my shitty dad? Because that was the issue, you know? Can you tell me how to deal with, you know, this pain that I have that's causing it, like, that's making it really hard for me to do a lot of exercise? Can you, exp- can you, can you help me with these actual issues that manifest themselves in different ways? Nobody cares about that. They just want to look at you and be like, you're fat. You need to eat better. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> like, like, that's cl- like, we all know. We all know. All right. It's not a hidden. It's not a secret. There's a gym on every corner. Like we know that eating less and working out is going to make us thin, but there's something else that's there. That's preventing us from even giving a shit enough about ourselves to want to do that. So, and it deals steers us towards mental health issues again, or or self-image issues. And those things, even if you lose the weight, those things don't really go away. No. I went to a nutritionist the other day, just just because I'm taking these medications that you know for my back and my neck, and I mm-hmm. want to make sure that I'm doing everything. Since obviously my appetite's completely reduced to almost I'm eating only practically maybe twice a day, and I'm still eating soft foods and whatnot. And I'm like, so I want to hear what you have to say. And I'm literally listening to the guy, and I'm like. I know myself far much better than this guy who's telling me, well, I know how to lose weight and I know how to keep it off and all these other things. And have you considered doing all these surgical options? I'm like, I don't want to get opened up on a, on a, I've had enough surgery in my life that, that I've needed before to want to open myself up voluntarily right. and do this and do further damage to myself. And it's like, Why am I doing this for? Am I doing this because I want people to look at me a particular way? Or am I doing this because I actually want to be healthier? And I'd rather do things on a natural level or even a holistic level than having to do something just for the look of other people, for the way Mm -hmm. that other people are going to look at me. Fuck that. If we don't need, listen, the world we live in, life is far too short, especially by the example of, of this week, for you to care so much about other people's opinions of yourself rather than you focus on yourself it's so hard not to and like i get it you know like people want to look their best you know that's yeah but you should do that because you want to not because you have to do it for the opinion of other people yeah and and like you said uh once you lose weight like you know like I, i dropped a significant amount of weight but i still look at myself in the mirror and i go damn, you know, (laughs) like, like I still have those feelings and it's like, 
if I looked at myself today and the way that I looked at myself in the mirror, you know, two years ago, it's the same exact thoughts. So even just losing the weight doesn't necessarily mean that like your brain is going to change. Like you're always the, the feelings that people have about themselves and their body is like completely mental, you know, like it, it's, you're not going to lose a hundred pounds and suddenly, you know, just be a a normal, happy person. There's suddenly Gene Kelly singing in the rain with your umbrella or Mary Poppins shuffling up in the air. Yeah. It just (laughs) doesn't work that way. Like it, it is, it is mostly, I, I believe, like I said, I'm, I'm not an expert, but in my personal experience, it's completely a mental thing. And, you know, I think a lot of people who are fat and stuff like this, like you, because you only see the outward, you know, thing, people want to judge you immediately based on your outward appearance, but the whole, like people, God, I got to go back to incels for a sec, but, but like recently there was that issue that, uh, the sports illustrated cover of the girl who's like, plus size and she's on the yes, cover yes, of it. Yes, she's yes, wearing a bathing suit yeah it's because it's the first plus size model that's ever been on the cover and, i think it is and like she looks beautiful she looks great and she's clearly like you know this is my body that's what it is and but like there's there was this reaction which was like you know by that guy fucking jordan peterson who's like no this isn't beautiful no i'm yeah, not and blah, blah, I, blah. I, i'm and gonna like, get off of twitter now because she's on the cover really I hate him. Um, but, but like, my point is that like people who are fat just kind of like want to feel like they have value outside of just what they look like. And unfortunately for a lot of people, just what they look like is enough value for them. And it's like, I, uh, you know, like I said, I did, I did some online dating during my, you know, so when I was like at my biggest and there was multiple people who didn't want to be with me because they met me and they're like, wow, you're fatter than I expected, you know? And it's like, that sucks because you got to know me online and we had like a relationship based on my personality and stuff, but then you met me in person and somehow now it's an issue. So you feel in general as a human devalued because you're like, what changed other than this, you know? And it's like you said, it's everyone puts so much value on your outward experience when we're just fucking people. You know, you gain a hundred pounds, you lose a hundred pounds. It doesn't matter. You're the same exact person that you were, you know, during that weight loss. So like the reason why I hate the whole thing about like, you know, it's not about fat phobia. It's blah, 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 blah. You know, you could just go to the gym. You could just stop eating blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, we just want to be valued as people. (laughs) Like that's literally all it is. Like you can say all the advice you want or whatever. So like, are you trying to tell me if I lose 200 pounds, like now you're going to consider me a person that's fucked up on you. That has nothing to do with me. If you're the person thinking that suddenly someone gains value as a human being because of their, like they decided to lose 200 pounds, like what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, it's not that person's fault. They're, they're, yeah. They were always a human being. They were always a good, kind person doing whatever they were doing but you just wanted to be an absolute asshole to them because you saw that they weighed 300 pounds. Like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know, so, I'm in total agreement with you. I'm in total agreement with you on that front. That's why, like, I, to now, like, I, I do, like I said, I still, you know, feel like I could lose quite a bit more weight, but I'm more open to talk about it. And, like, I do genuinely wish I had this attitude earlier because I think I could have maybe done more for myself 
if I did think and feel this way earlier. And it, it's a, it's a shitty realization where you're just like, man, I, I, it was a lot of time where I could have been better, but, but that's the thing. It's a mental health thing. You know, one of my biggest stress factors in my life went away. So and that doesn't mean you don't have any stress in your life either. Yeah. I, I still have stress and I still have like mental issues, but the thing, but the, one of the biggest things is gone. Now that frees up so much space in your brain to give a shit about yourself. You know, like if you're someone, you know how people say like money can't buy happiness. I guarantee you if people had money and they didn't have to worry about paying, you know, uh, their rent on time, uh, being able to afford food, feeding their children, you know, like all of these issues, if they didn't have to think about it, man, they would have, they would have a better life instantly, you know, like they could still be depressed, but like now they don't have to struggle you know, working overtime, you know, shitty minimum wage jobs and killing themselves every single day for 12 hours. Now that the money issue is gone, they can give a shit about themselves. They can think a little bit more about improving their mental health to be a happier person. So that's why I hate when people say shit like that. Like, why do you can't buy happiness? This doesn't solve this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it does. It helps. (laughs) It just helps a lot. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well i got another trivia question for oh, you oh fuck okay <laughs> this state has two famous mascots one being a wolverine and another being a spartan which state is it i think that one's michigan okay there you go that what was a sports question i How said mascots. You? they're the mascots for the university not necessarily How fucking the dare team. you <laughs> well, you see now, now, you, now you can you see but they, I knew they, that they, one. See, they're, I just know they're just representatives <laughs> of the universities on there. I believe this state is the Evergreen State, but I don't think that's the Michigan. Who's I the think, Evergreen? I, I think the Evergreen State is Washington. Or Ty- I was going to say, I was going to say Oregon. Wisconsin, but that's like the cheese state, right? I don't know. <laughs> or the Badger State? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think Badgers is a famous mascot for University of Wisconsin. Oh. It's not just like a block of cheese. Why don't they just go no, like, hard the, on the, the cheese? The mascot for the university is a badger. Fucking the badger. Yeah, but I'm saying like, why isn't it just a block of cheese? Why isn't it just like cheddar? I think because Green Bay, the fo- the football team there, they have oh, the yeah. cheese heads. See, I'd, sports is interesting. <laughs> sports is interesting in a way that I'm just like, I don't know anything. And this is in- new information. And that's fun. But like, you'll never catch me watching it. Well, I did watch the Super Bowl this year. But that's always like, and gotta watch the commercials. See, gotta watch your... the commercials. I don't care about who was playing. I don't even remember who was playing. I don't even remember who won the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> I think it's in I, th- I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals, and I can't remember who even won it. But you know, like how um, my brain is full of useless garbage information. Some people out there. Oh, I brain. know who won it because my partner's in LA. It was a Los Angeles round. Oh, yeah, that's right. The blue all, I, all I remember was seeing uh, commercials about crypto, and I was like, "Ew, that's where we're at." Oh, I, the Larry David commercial where he's miss- like, he's saying no to everything, and they're like, yeah. oh, you see, because he missed out on crypto, you shouldn't." Oh my god! I'm like, I just missed the days where it was like, 
what is this beer commercial going to be? You know, like, where did that go? Why are we talking about crypto in these commercials? I'm waiting on some Katarina NFT. I'm just going to prove those points. Away <laughs> on Katarina NFT. That, you know, that's so funny because like when I, when I, when I put that up as like a channel reward thing, I was like, I'm going to make it a ridiculous number. Cause I know it's going to take me a lot. All I want to do is just like draw things for fun. I don't like to draw for like purpose. I like to draw for fun. Um, so like my then idea, more, then give us more options to use our coins that we accumulate. So at least, think. but like, okay, if we're going to talk about my channel for just a sec, uh, y'all, the people on my channel have too much control. That's really <laughs> they have too much fucking control because so I, long love, the, I, I love the excellent, but I'm sorry. Every time I hear that, I'm like, it just makes me laugh. It's I, funny, I, but like, <laughs> it stresses me out sometimes. Cause I'm just like man like i'm just i'm just trying to play a game and like so okay zone will send me a lot of those sound bites and at first it was like funny i had like 10 sound bites right and then people other of my friends would be like add this one add that one and then zone just likes to dump a bunch of them on me and i'm like okay i'll add them and then over the course of three years you see how many I have, and some of them are so fucking off the walls, banana bonkers, that I'm like, if anyone is new to this, they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I had I had one time where someone who, uh, like an acquaintance of mine who has like a, a lot of uh, followers and stuff, they were streaming and they decided to raid my channel. And so they raided my channel. I think I was playing, I don't remember, I was playing like Animal Crossing or something chill, right? And then the people in my chat who have been there for a long time start spamming the worst sound commands. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that even I'm like, fuck, I gotta get rid of that one because that one's a little bit too extreme. And they were spamming the shit out of those. And then the acquaintance was like, damn, I didn't know. Maybe I shouldn't have raided this person <laughs> Because of what? Because like their community is a little bit different than my community, right? It's a very wholesome community. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's a little bit embarrassing. And so like, I was like, okay, well, that's why I'm saying like, I feel bad when people who haven't been around like get you know bombarded with these sounds that I, I laugh my head off because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm literally looking at some of these sound bites and I'm like, okay, how do they get that one? <laughs> Well, well, Zone is really good at pulling really inappropriate sound bites. So if you hear any of those, that's that's from Zone. So, but, the, so the next time you and I will talk, we'll harangue Zone into coming on board and we can have a three-way conversation with Zone. I, I wish that would happen, but that's never going to happen. I, I'm sorry to hope to crash your hopes and dreams, but... so uh, I'm the, I'm, You're the first person that I've met in the entire network of people so you're the one that i really enjoy every time i oh, catch you streaming so that's the reason why i wanted to have a conversation with you in the first place thank you so much to I be honest to be honest with you i thought you were pretty much all three people i thought you were cecilia you were you I get that. Zone, and yeah. i'm more than sure i'm not the only one so i'm like oh you know great i get to have i get to have katarina on and she's and she does the voice of all three and then as i've gone on i'm like that's not her yeah okay this is a different person oh yeah. okay so then eventually as i've gone in or along the stream i start catching a little bit of history of zone so i'm yeah. like okay so then i started thinking i'm like oh i thought you were 
I don't know if you how tech savvy you are. I know Zona is doing all these different things on uh, on um, on with uh, Daytona the Daytona USA game for 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 their yeah and starts changing around modifying everything in there. I'm like that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So Zone is extremely talented in many ways, but it's it's always been a long running joke on their channel because like for the longest time, uh, Zone didn't really speak on their own channel. They would just stream when um, when they were drawing, and because that can be like a little bit boring, Zone would invite their friends to like just come and hang out during calls, and then people would be like, "I didn't know this person." was zone and they sound like this and like whatever like there's a big mystery around zone a lot of people are like are they female are they male what are they it really matter it it doesn't matter but but it's very funny that like it's a constant confusion because zone would have friends on who were male and they would be speaking during that call and they'd be like so so now the people that join in at twitch when there's like zone's friend on stream talking and it's a guy they're like, oh, Zone's a guy. And then when I'm on there, they're like, oh, Zone's a girl. Like they they have no idea. And Zone loves that, by the way. Zone loves adding to the confusion always and forever. I wonder if I so. could actually get Zone as Zone and not the person behind Zone on. Because it would be funny just to be, be able to speak with a robotic voice. That, that might I, be possible, but I don't, but I I but like I, said, I can't I, speak for Zone, but <laughs> I would only have Zone on if I can get you on. So I, that's the that's the only way that would work. Well, because to me, you're the, star. You're, the star. you're the star on the channel. So because you're like I said, you're the first person. I I'm met. definitely not the star of, of to me, like I said, I'm, I'm the, the star peon, of zone outs to the peon that I am, <laughs> to the peon that I am. You're the star or rather nah. Cecilia Littlewing's the star on zone channel. No, 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 no. Zone is an incredible, talented person, and I, I admire them very, very much. And, and I recognize that because I saw the, the for the first time this weekend, I saw the videos on YouTube describing all different forms of <laughs> head tie yes. things of that yes. nature. And I'm like, huh, okay, so I guess the, this character extends beyond Fridays and to the point that you had videos on Newgrounds and things of that nature. Well, I, like I said, I'm not necessarily like a representative of Zone what they do, but like Zone is notorious for creating parodies of cartoons that people can enjoy in an adult manner. Um, and they are very, very good at it. Their quality is fucking sensational. Just, a, just such a good artist, such a good animator. I genuinely have so much admiration for them, like so much. To the point where it's a little bit jealousy, okay? And <laughs> and they make create uh, like just create the most amazing things. And you know, for those people who love it, like I personally, I've never seen the adult stuff. Okay. Like I don't I don't seek that stuff out. It's not it's not what interests me. But I do know that it exists and I can appreciate the art form and I can appreciate the amount of work that goes into it. Um and uh, like I said, there was stuff like, you know, the whole Anka thing that blew up I on TikTok. So Zone. About TikTok to be well, Zone made an adult animation about Anka from Animal Crossing that got very, very popular. That's the Egyptian looking yes. character? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And that character, there, there's a snip. There's like a like a cropped 
because they you can't show what was actually going on uh there was a cropped bit of that animation that got really popular on tiktok because they called it a dance now everyone who saw it was like we know what's going on here and it became a huge trend and again it's just zone somehow manages to insert themselves <laughs> insert themselves <laughs> into some of the, the most like ridiculous facets of like internet culture and i just think that's like I don't think people give them enough props at like how like intensely they work, the amazing quality of work that they do and how they've been around for so long and everything. And, and also like now, now, because now they speak with like the robot voice, people get to learn how funny they are as a, you know, as an entity, like they're extremely funny. That definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. So that makes me really happy as a person who's been friends with them for a while. (laughs) And I'm glad you and Zone work together in getting all the videos that you do on on Wednesdays because that I feel very, very lucky to have Zone as a friend for sure. That that those videos just absolutely are the highlight of my week of I'm like Wednesdays is officially the day I look forward to because not only do I get um Patty and so nice. doing all those all those commercials but immediately I'm like okay I'm going straight to zone to Aww. see to see Cecilia Littlewing and, and all the funny videos I absolutely love it I mean, now, I'm so happy to hear that because sometimes I'm like I don't want to do this shit <laughs> so I was like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't want to sit here for like, like six hours screening videos that aren't even good i don't even know if the stream's gonna be good does anybody care like i get really stupid about things sometimes so like it does genuinely make me happy when people are like very appreciative of this because it is something that i love i do love i'm genuinely interested in so like i'm glad that people also want to come around over i'm more than sure people will agree with me but it's been something that on my behalf because pretty much i haven't really been able to go out much and do all these things um, it's been very like almost morale boosting or therapeutic being able to Aww. watch the videos that you guys have. It, it, I say guys, but I mean you people and all. I I don't even know. But I do want to say shout out to all the channels that I mean I can't list them all because I follow like six hundred channels. But uh, there's a lot of people on YouTube that if you if you by month just search like if you search for like 1982 right and you just do the filters by like month, you'll see the same like few channels uploading a lot of this content. And like, I do my best to try to support them. I throw them a few dollars here and there every month, you know, because like without them, this would make, this would be like a billion times harder to do. And um, so shout out to YouTube, shout out to all the people who actually like put a lot of work into that I really do appreciate it and I'm glad and I'm glad that there are other people out there who are like-minded enough to be like you know what this video might be trash but like a VHS tape is trash it will degrade over time you know like it will disappear it will stop working so I do appreciate that someone there's like a group of people out there who are like I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this and I'm gonna upload it to the internet so that it exists forever or as long as it possibly can so well, Thanks I'm to not, all those people out there. <laughs> unless you want to see the original cover, Little Mermaid, where you can actually see a phallus in the castle. I don't know. We don't. Yeah, but, but everybody <laughs> knows that. You know, you can Google that. I'm just saying we don't have much videos I could probably put up for you. I said I think we maybe I don't know if the tape is still good enough. We had like the old Mickey Mouse music videos that they used to have, where they had Denise Williams, "Let's Hear It for the Boys," where they had. Oh. Put, 
I'll see if it still works. I don't know if the tape's still well, see, Before you even do that, you probably can find that on YouTube. And that's the thing that I think is Actually, beautiful. no, you can't. Really? Okay, well, then that's your responsibility. Be, they, to, they had a <laughs> video of the tour for the boys, but it was, Mickey, it was about Mickey and Pluto. And they had a couple of other songs, but my, it's an old VHS thing with it's an amalgamation of so many multiple things. The problem is, is that it's Disney, so that could be that could be the reason why you can't find it on YouTube. But you know, like digitize it, save it for yourself, so that it just exists somewhere. You know, like the the, 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 the again to ra- like wrap all of this whole thing up. Ultimately, when I think about '80s stuff, I'm just sad when it doesn't exist anymore. You know, like you'll hear about like uh, personally, I don't care about Doctor Who, but I know that a lot of people do. Um, and there's that whole story about like, I think it was during the seventies or something where they like lost a lot of tapes or they just like, they just like recorded over old tapes. So there are episodes that people will never fucking see ever again. And that just makes me sad, you know? And it's like, well, what if, what if there was some guy somewhere at some point in time who was recording a channel and has a VHS tape with that episode on it? You know what I mean? Like, I wish that people would just take the time to like try to upload the media that they can in a format that can last for a long time if they can so that that's like my whole thing about like wanting to discover all this stuff and see it because there are instances where once it gets lost it's lost it's gone forever and that's kind of sad well i have one more question for you then okay Let's, we're going to a Sam Goodies, you know, or, or one of these music <laughs> stores. Or, or, FYE or, was what or, I did when or, I was Or a Blockbuster. You know how they used to have the editor picks this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're picking an album, a video game, because we haven't talked about gaming yet, but that's something oh. I want to talk to you in some future. I don't know if we have time for it. An album, a video game, and a movie. Let's just say Katarina's picks. What are you feeling at the moment right now? uh so i didn't do a lot of gaming in the 80s so i can't say an 80s it doesn't have to be an 80s game but if we were if you were to if i was thinking and it says jose's picks are these but it has but it has to work in a blockbuster right like i can't pick a steam game I guess well for your pick, I'll pick your video game then. Leisure Suit Larry, no, just to- no. <laughs> I've never played those. I've watched people play them though. Uh, okay, so for a video game, so my favorite game because of nostalgia reasons, and I will never get over it, is uh, Final Fantasy VIII, which a lot of people say is the worst fucking Final Fantasy game. Fuck you. Even though I had one of the best songs or albums, best music eyes on me. They they try they the difference in like character quality between seven and eight. Give me a break. Eight was better. It had a love story. I'm sorry. I like love stories. Sue me. It was very, very interesting. It had cool characters. It was super fun to play. And I am also very bitter and angry that fucking there's like 75 final fantasy 7 remake movies this that and the other about it i don't care about final fantasy 7 it wasn't that good i got bored of it i played sorry to go on a tangent i played final fantasy 8 when i was a kid loved it it was a long game it was like wow cool i get to play a long game uh and then i played nine 
And then after I played nine, I was like, I should probably go back and play seven because that seems to be like what people like to play. Got bored of it, never finished it. And then I played 10 and then I played 10 two, and then I played online, you know? So like I have some experience with Final Fantasy in this bubble. And to me personally, I thought seven was the worst. And I know a lot of people want to come come at me for that, but like, sorry. Um, so my game- You know what to find her, in case you want to have any strong opinions on yeah. that one. Come yell at me. I'll make you feel bad. It's fine. Um, so that my favorite album. Uh, hey, you're feeling right now. I'm, we're, we're, I'm you- feeling right now. Uh, so hold on. Let me get, out of my out of my 80s mindset. This is going to sound really stupid. Even, even if it's an 80s album, that's perfectly no. fine. A particular I, album that you're going right now. This is this is my jams right now. I, I I'm going to say this right now just because it's like fun and also because we've kind of hinted a little bit at the adult nature of what I do and the things that I say. Uh, There's a Kim Petras album called Slut Pop that is out right now. It is 15 minutes long. It's got some very adult overtones and it is just fun to fucking listen to. So that one, Kim Petras also put out a album called, uh, what was it called? I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a it was a previous album that has like horror. It's like a horror themed album. So it's got like spooky sounds and it's like very fun pop music. So I would also say that one. But slut pop right now. Super fun to listen to. <laughs> it's just a good so time. She's like in the vein of peaches. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then what was the other one? A movie? Uh, a movie, 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 movie. Shit. Oh, oh. Uh, I mentioned this recently, and it's because it's one of the most recent movies I've seen. Psycho Two. The sequel to the original with uh, yes. Anthony now, Perkins. Mm. Yes. Now I know. I listen. Psycho, a masterpiece. I, everyone knows that Psycho is a masterpiece, right? Because I Psych- know there were multiple sequels. If I'm correct, there was Psycho. Psycho, Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho 4, and then the Psycho remake. Um, I've watched all four of those movies. I haven't seen the remake yet, but it is on my list because I like to torture myself and I know it's going to be awful. But um, Psycho 2 is actually just like a really fun, like a surprisingly fun 80s horror movie. And I love fun 80s horror movies so much. It's like Psycho was like so incredible and you're just like, just a visual masterpiece like things that happened in that movie changed the world of horror right psycho 2 was like fuck it we're having fun we're having fun with this character we're gonna do some shit it actually has like a really good twist so the kill there's kills that happen in there that i'm like oh my god it's a fun horror kill you know like i like so excited about it so i would say psycho 2 like i love talking about how much i love it like, I was so shocked after I watched Psycho. I was like, oh, my God. And then even Psycho 3 was kind of good. It had, like, it, its own interesting story. I gotta have story. a conversation with you about movies. Even though you're not a big movie <laughs> person, I want to definitely have a conversation with, uh, with you about movies. But we'll save that one for another time. Okay, but, that's cool. But I definitely want to have, I, I definitely want to have a conversation with you about movies because I get the feeling you and I would have an interesting conversation. I don't do horror movies. Uh-huh. There is a podcast that I love. It's called Ruined. It's about one person that hates horror movies because they're chicken shit. 
mm-hmm. like me, and there's a person <laughs> that loves horror movies. So the the person that loves them starts telling the friend, her friend, because it's two women. She starts telling her friend the entire plot, the plot, asking her questions like, "What would you do in this situation?" Oh, that's what would fun! You, it is so fun. It's called Ruined. And it's you loving horror movies, me being rather like, oh, no, 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 horror movies. Like the Drake meme of him. But, like, are, but are you horror. like, are you like legitimately like scared? I just can't do gore. Like, because it, you think like, it's I, real or like it's it because makes I start, you sick. I start dreaming of it. It stays oh, in my head. Okay. And when I go to sleep, it won't let me sleep. I start thinking about it so deeply. I'm in the movie now. Like okay. I can't do the Jason movies because it's like, uh, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on, on uh, Elm Street because I'm start like I start visualizing everything and I don't I don't sleep I, I wish sh- my brain works like that a little I bit I saw The Shining <laughs> when I was 12 I couldn't sleep okay like that's three a days. that's a bit of a deep movie for a 12 year old <laughs> yeah I can watch The Exorcist and I'm like oh yeah whatever <laughs> but The Shining is like the, the blood coming from the elevators I'm like I so can't cool. I'm like oh my god it's so cool. Like, but that's the thing. Like, I love uh what one of the main things I do on my channel is a lot of horror games. I know I haven't been doing it recently, but I'm trying to get like get back into it. I love the bread the bread simulator, by the way. But the, that's a whole other point. It's so fun. I love I love games like on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Horror murder killy games, and then I'm baking a cupcake today. You know, like it's <laughs> whatever. But but like I love I love the idea of like, like, I don't believe in supernatural things, you know, really. So like, for me, it's like pure fantasy, but like also a little spooky. And like, I love a little bit spooky stuff. So like horror movies, I love them. I don't, I don't get scared. I don't get scared. Like the only thing I don't love in like horror games or movies are just like the loud sounds, because that's a really easy way to startle you. I don't like being startled, but like, I love the plot of these movies. I love when there's like ghosts. I love when it's like a psycho killer. I love when it's like, you know, whatever the the whole story is, it's a fun story with elements that aren't real. So like, I just get really excited about it. Like you said, the like blood from the elevator, visually, that is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh yes, visually as an adult, I'll recognize yeah. it. Yes, I agree with you. As a, as a 12 year old, oh hell no. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. As a, you should have watched that movie when you were 12. But like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, as an adult, like, I just can't get scared of stuff. I'm just like, I'm just so excited to see it. Like, if I have never seen, like, if I didn't know what The Shining was, and that movie came out today, and it was like the exact same movie, I would just be completely in awe. And that's the other thing that I think about when I watch old movies. I'm like, people were watching this shit in a theater. Somebody was in a theater watching the shining like this and i could and i'm so jealous that i can never do that you know you know like, you can though you can yeah, but it's not the same but they it's not the, the same fathom events i they probably have them in your theater as well fathom events it's called fathom events they, they think they do it in um amc movie theaters mm-hmm. they have one night uh every month well they'll play an older film and I remember seeing the original Blade Runner with the new Blade Runner back to back. They all have, oh, I saw, cool. I don't know if you like older movies, but this are old rom-com movies. They had a Philadelphia story with Catherine Hepburn, um, Cary Grant, and uh, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, and I, I'm picturing him. He was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Um, he, he's, 
Is this another trivia question? I don't know. (laughs) It's going to bug me because he's a very famous actor. He was in um, the movie with the guy that that basically wants to die on Christmas and then sees everyone in his life, how their lives would be affected when he was born. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God, I'm sorry. You, I'm going to have to look it up. You can just there. Google it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Damn it. Well, now you got. But what the thing, the point is that um, that you get to watch all these old movies and get to see, uh, get to see them mm-hmm. in movie theaters in the original way on a projector and with modern, modern day things. Story. The, the only thing about that, that like kind of doesn't but it doesn't feel the same because i know of things Game you know story. okay <laughs> yes. you got it now now you can sleep at night now that you don't have to do that but um but yeah like with movies like like what i think about okay yeah the shining the thing you know like all that stuff me as someone who like hasn't seen these movies since like the last like five years like seriously like i i'm like new to discovering a lot of these like really popular movies um but i still but i still knew what the shining was about but what about alien the alien movies i i but i knew i have seen them and i love them except for three um but (laughs) but like uh like i but i knew what alien was about you know, there oh, wasn't, there wasn't, this, yeah, yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you just know these things. So my jealousy is that back in the day when Alien was brand new, these people just went into the theater and got to fucking witness it. I'll never get to do that. I just know, like, I have never seen a Star Wars movie. I don't care about Star Wars. Again, I don't care about space or what happens in space. It's not my, I mean, I, I did like Alien, but that's different. Um, Alien was a monster movie, not a space movie. Um, <laughs> Star Wars is about shit that happens in space. Like, they're fighting in space. I, I don't, it, I don't it, care about it. It is space, but it's a more of an opera than it is about... That's what they call a space opera. But, 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 like, the whole thing about that franchise is I know so much about it without ever seeing a single movie. And I, like... I will never see it because I'm not interested in it. And I already know what's going on. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see these movies, but I already have the information in my brain about it. So like, th- that's why like watching an old movie, like the shining, I'm like, I already know the twist. I already know the turn. I know what the iconic scenes are like the elevator, right? Like the twins standing in the hallway, like, you know, all of those things. But you still like I still like to watch it because I'm like, oh, OK, like I, I'm I'm finally completely understanding the whole story, you know, so like I'm very, very jealous of the idea of like, man, these people got to watch this movie when it happened. Like, that's so cool. Like, I want to bring up David Lynch real quick. Eraserhead. Eraserhead. One of my favorite movies of all time. And they're like, uh, again, I did know a little bit about it. I didn't know a whole ton about it, but just because it's an iconic like movie, I didn't know this much about it. Um, but I found a video. There is a video of people being interviewed after they left the theater watching Eraserhead. And some people were like, it was fucking trash. It was garbage. Some guy was like, it's the most amazing movie I've ever seen in my entire life. This is my fourth time seeing it, you know, like, like, and I'm just like, I want that, (laughs) you know, like, I want that so bad. But like, 
nowadays with movies and stuff like I don't necessarily feel like I'm that interested in a lot of them a lot of them are just like superhero movies a lot of them are like remakes of other movies like there's not a whole lot of original content anymore that it's I can exactly be excited as we were discussing about. it feels like if people experiment are experimenting much less now than they did yeah. back then yeah for sure back then you didn't know if a movie was going to hit or miss nowadays it's like okay let's just follow the patterns of things that are, have existed so we can make money because that's the only thing that we're pretty much i get it they have to risk spending 300 million dollars on a movie it might as well be another marvel movie that'll make you a billion dollars right like like i understand it but personally i'm just bored of it yeah so pretty much we should get you the star wars box set i'm not watching it i'll throw it in the garbage have zone (laughs) zone presented to you with a no no (laughs) i will just be like um, I don't know where you got this, but it's going in the trash. And then, and then you know what? If you want to pick it out of the trash and you want to be a garbage picker, go ahead. <laughs> I'll judge you while you do it. You pick it out of the garbage. <laughs> I'll take the no no. The, the 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 yeah. You keep that. No no. They they That's for you. The Star Wars. Yes. So <laughs> if Zone ever wants to present me with with a prize for interviewing Katarina. <laughs> I'll take a 3D printed no-no anytime soon. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> Katarina, I absolutely loved having you on. Um, Thank you so much. It was I'm fun. hoping we'll get you on next week. So there we go. That's that's fine. I, I already have. Listen, I <laughs> the only schedule I maintain, I barely maintain it. Like I said, streams are on Wednesday sometime around 9 o'clock or 10. I don't know. <laughs> I, know, I barely I mean, keep that schedule. I, I'm, I'm just teasing you, but I definitely would like to have you back on. I, I, I this this has been such a thrill right now. Well, I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I hope wh- whoever listens to this isn't completely annoyed by me. That's my only wish, you know. <laughs> of the dozens and dozens, no. <laughs> I know, I know, but I definitely, like I said, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on it, and I'm looking forward to not only watching your streams but hopefully we can have this we can do this again yeah that'd be fun. And, and then you'll study up on michigan and ask questions about I macedonia won't. instead i won't no no i'm just saying <laughs> uh, you'll study up on michigan and i'll just ask you macedonian related questions i mean studying i'm 35 what am i studying for <laughs> so, so if I, I was to ask you who was the father of one of the, the conquerors of Asia Minor? Your answer would be? Um, David Hasselhoff. Philip of Macedonia. Oh, okay. He was the father of Alexander <laughs> the Great. But, yeah. Oh, okay. If you say so. See, the thing is, is you could have said literally anything else and like, I'm not going to debate you. <laughs> I'm just gonna accept it as fact. You know what? I'm gonna. You know, what I'm gonna do for next time I have you on when that should happen. I'm gonna go to my supermarket and start getting retail price prices <laughs> and get the actual price of the of the items on sale, and then we can see if we if you would survive on a uh, a, a prices right. I'm, I might be better at that actually. Don't 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 ask me any more questions. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then I'll find out the prices of McDonald's items over here, so that way we can see. Oh, yeah, see I got the, that one. how they how they compare to the prices over there in the uh, in the <laughs> northern northern peninsula area over where I, you're well, at. Well, I can ad- I can adjust for you know for locations. taxes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, what is it? 
I think it's the um the, the the McDonald's bundle. How much does it cost over there? There's multiple bundles. Not the you can get, not the combos. Get, I'm saying you, the bundles. No, you can get a bundle of like six Big Macs and six fries that's and six drinks bundle. for like forty dollars. That's what that, I'm trying to say. There's not, multiple ah, bundles. The, the, the you can get you can get like five hundred nuggets if you want. The cheap, the cheap <laughs> bundle that they the, the, the value bundles that they have. What is the price of the value bundles over there? Um. I think it's like a double cheeseburger and a small fry. Yeah, double cheeseburger and a small fry. That's like five nineteen with a A drink. No, no. Whoa, because a a double cheeseburger is like two dollars and something, and then fries are like two dollars and something, and then a drink's like a dollar. No, I said the double cheeseburger and the small fry and the bundle. You guys don't have those bundles over there. No, no. Over here they're three fifty, so you can get an actual double cheeseburger, not the McDouble's. The actual oh, double cheeseburger. Because it's so different. Right? And a small fry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a sheet of cheese. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> the double cheeseburger and a small fry is like three $3.50 now. It used to be $3 even. Yeah, $3. we don't have that. And then the drink itself is like any size is a dollar. So it comes to like $4 and change. I was close, but we don't have that. We, did, we didn't we didn't get that. So You guys you know. don't get the bundles over there? No unfortunately not that's because your mcdonald's sucks but you know i agree <laughs> <laughs> but i thank you once more for coming on thank hopefully you for next time me. i'll have one, some of my partners around but all my okay. brother will be around but i i'm like i said i humbly thank you i'm jose in new york she's floating in space <laughs> katarina if people want to see you once more they can find you on twitch under katarina Push.tv slash K-Y-A-T-E-R-I-N-A. I spam that in like every game I play. So, <laughs> And if they want to be able to find you on Zone's channel, to look up Zone, uh, twitch.tv slash Zonesama, Z-O-N-E-S-A-M-A. And you yes. can even watch the archives of uh, previous iterations of that you put on. Yep. And on uh, Twitter, if people want to follow you, it's at Mahomedo, M-H-A-O-U-M-E-I-D-O, which is uh, loosely Japanese for magical maid, because I think maids are cute. So <laughs> there you go. And like I said, <laughs> maybe you can actually do an episode of uh, Small Wonder. That'll be your next show. Though. I love that show. You know what other show? Okay, no, we can't do this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There was go a show look. called Evie. Yes, out of, out of this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd touch her I, fingers and then everything I, would pause. Yep, out of this world. I remember. I they even covered they covered on gayest episode ever. They cover <laughs> out of this world on gayest episode ever. I'm telling you, you'll absolutely love it. It's all eight, it's mostly 80s and 70s sitcoms. There's some 90s sprinkled in here and there. I'm, they, it up. I'm telling you, you'll absolutely love it. But on <laughs> my behalf of the talking gays, I want to thank everyone for listening. Katarina, thank you for coming thank on you. board. We greatly appreciate it.